Monday Night Lights podcast is back. Brian Piercy here with Troy Otto and Jeremy Cohn. How are you boys doing today? Great to be back in the well. Awesome to be back here. Feels a little, uh, I don't know, we did a couple non-well podcasts, which were better than nothing, but didn't feel like home. There's something about the cozy confines of the well. I was uh, had a couple boring meetings last week, and I, I started digging through some of the archives. I was listening to some of the old podcasts just for for old times a little prep work yeah you know wow that's dedication they're digging through the old podcast there were some there were some classic ones who could forget the times like the macho man calling or right i don't know the 22 shit show the 22 was, shit show had breeze hosting the goalie show and then I, puking in my bathroom i just i was about to say i just breezed right past that goalie one that i happened to be a part of <laughs> Yeah, I've never listened to that again. I had enough memories hearing uh, Edis in my bathroom. So yeah. <laughs> anyways, as always, we're back. Give us a call on the Whoop line, 714-75-WHOOP. Email the show podcast at MNLHL.com. Follow, subscribe to us on Twitch. Uh, check out old podcasts on the YouTube channel as well at YouTube.MNLHL.com. So uh, obviously the season of hell, we'll call it last year, finished up. Uh, we did the best we can. It was still a fun season overall, but the 2020-21 season ended. We had the Tigers and the Seals in the finals with the Seals being crowned as a league champs for the second time. First team to ever do that. Yes, I was very hard cheering for the Tigers. I did not uh, did not want the Seals to be the first franchise to get two. Um, so there's nothing you can do except tip your cap. I mean, they got it. I don't think they had any controversy. You know, obviously the the Deeks had a little controversy with their win over the Maroons with the little too many men on the ice or something. Then yeah. you had the Tigers. I don't want to relive that shootout <laughs> fiasco. The Seals were good all year. I mean, they were clearly steady all year, contender. And then once the Whalers got knocked off, it was kind of, they're probably the favorites going in. And, I would say so, yeah. You know, but it was a—I mean, it was a good series. It was close and could have gone either way, and you know, they got it done. I was kind of cheering for the Tigers. Um, any anytime a, a, a team that trades ends up going far in, in into the finals and into the playoffs, I always like to see that just to kind of encourage GMs to make trades and not be afraid of them. I agree. I uh, they kind of get a bad rap. I, I mean, we won. The North Stars won the keg after making a trade but i think it benefited both teams um this year 
I think the Nordiques weren't going anywhere before that trade and that trade gave them a kind of a shot in the arm and obviously helped the Tigers get all the way to the finals. So um, both, both teams were just kind of sputtering in that, that 500 range. And uh, we, we both kind of went on winning streaks towards the end and they just were able to propel theirs a little bit further. Yeah. And it's always such a tough thing in a year that we had so many subs all the time where, you know, the Tigers, they had people like Femme and a lot of people not getting that full lineup the whole time. So it was really hard to see what the Tigers are made of. And then, you know, someone like Ryan Allen comes back. You have, you know, Femme playing all the time. They make the trade. Obviously, Sam, he comes in, he starts playing really well for them. Yeah. McShannick. So that trade worked out. And, you know, the Seals were a good team all year long just you know, outside of the whalers yeah they were the team to beat most of the time mm-hmm. yeah. steady i think the most shocking part and and first of all the sam sometimes a you know goalie a little his sam's confidence was obviously a little shaken mm-hmm. in the nordiques and so a change of scenery and he was an all-star throughout the entire playoffs i mean he played great um so i was happy to see that for him personally but i, I do think well the biggest shocker and and again don't want to like shit on them too badly but i mean it was just shocking not that the tigers beat the whalers but that they swept them and then in the way that they did it yeah and matt taylor i mean what have been what would have the odds have been like matt taylor's not going to have a point for two games after you know he was probably i don't know what the regular season stats but he averaged probably over a goal a game and over two points per game right and uh you know it's just crazy right so i think that's probably the largest storyline other than the win yeah it felt like to me a lot of it had to do like i said with femme you know when he was on when he was there him and judge together they were flying around the ice they were skillman was a steal as a fourth round pick mm-hmm. who was he paired with most of the time his line but both skillman those lines were cooking and then judge and fister i think is usually how they ran it. Okay. and getting the trade for mcshannick allowed judge to never have to really worry about playing defense right he was allowed to just play center yeah a, a defensive minded center at yep. that but you know he was he, it gave him that freedom Yep. So, and, and like we said, now the seals are the first team to ever have two championships with an MNL. Uh, how's whoop been with you and uh Ty? Has he been gracious about it? Has he been kind of hamming it up whoop style? What's he been like? I definitely whoop style, which is to be expected. Um, and you know, but they deserve it. I mean, they, like I took great pride in the North stars being, you know, kind of the winningest franchise in MNL. And I don't know what the, we still might be, like regular season wise, but they've been, they have two kegs and they've been to the keg finals four out of five years. Is I think that, that's the more, that's the better yeah, stat, right? Yeah. So, so like they're hands down the best franchise. It's a little salty. Hates, hates to admit it, but it's just true. It's a little salty from the team that only won like two games that first season, but I got to put a giant asterisk next, next to that season. It was yeah. a joke. Proctor yeah. went fourth round. Yeah. I mean, pay, pay, no, pay no, the, I, didn't he go like fourth pick? Not fourth round. Maybe. Yeah, fourth maybe that's what it was. Fourth pick. There was just a lot of things that happened, you know, where where it it, it wasn't the the fairness, the eval skates that yes. we get now and, and stuff like that, right? So yeah. it was well, it was one, the warm up season. I agree with that. But, but this, they this still one, won. Yeah, and this one validates that. They it's it's tricky because they were risking kind of going if they don't win, then the storyline is they're kind of the Buffalo Bills, you right. know, three straight appearances, three straight <laughs> losses. But they got it done. So they're the they're the gold standard, unfortunately, and the rest of us are chasing them. So you got a, a family event coming up here. All the autos are coming together. What's Whoop going to gloat about more, winning the keg or being a 4 P champion of the Essence of Auto Award? Yeah, probably the probably the keg. I mean, 
he he he's like he's just a lovable clown. I don't think there's any <laughs> you know I don't think there's any criteria where he's he's always going to win that award. Ty might have a chance, you know. Should, next too, year should it just be the you know second favorite auto award? Yeah, that would make it more interesting. You know, yeah. I'd probably lose that one too. You know, I just uh, I'm not ni- I'm not likable enough compared to the two affable goofballs all all of a sudden mama auto papa auto they start winning the award before troy yeah well that's i mean the the only part about that dicky presentation that's completely wrong is that mom auto would clearly pick me (laughs) i think they would probably even admit that carson would win it before you yeah uh my dad would pick ty because he's the oldest and he's always been ty's always been my dad's favorite and uh whoop whoop but whoop wins everybody else's vote so (laughs) So the year of the whoop, what can you do? The year of the whoop. Yeah, so just wanted to give a quick wrap up on the season, obviously, with us not doing the podcast as much. So let's kind of move on to the uh, 21-22 season. Unfortunately, we did have some players not coming back uh, for the coming season. That included Suits, uh, Drake, Star, Oliverde, Wilkie, and Sam as well. Did any of those guys surprise any of you? Drake kind of surprised me. Um, suits always seemed like a guy that was interested, but he was kind of, we were always kind of begging him to kind of keep playing with us. Um, John star, great guy, but like, you know, he had issues, you know, for whatever reason, didn't, didn't come last season. And so I, I get that, but, but I really thought Drake enjoyed himself. So I was kind of surprised by that. And I think Sam would be part of the league. He had a work conflict on Mondays. It sounds like, so maybe, yeah. maybe in the future he'll be back. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Suits, he, you know, I think he liked the league but he was kind of you know he wasn't really a hangout afterwards mm-hmm. and i know with like work you know if i think he probably is just like you know it's too big of a, a hassle um star you know he wasn't here the entire season so you know his wife you know he was pregnant his wife was pregnant and then covid and mm-hmm. then you know so you take a year off and then i think he realized you know and i you know we the autos are the, the connection to star so i just i told him like just you know don't let's not have a repeat of last year it's like you're either in or you're out so mm-hmm. and then he was kind of hemming and hawing so maybe someday he'll come back i'm not sure oliveri i mean i think he's still down in georgia you know <laughs> as far as i know um and again i like the Olive. did he move down there full-time or well, he went work down, thing, he, or? his parents moved down there okay and then with covid working remote i think he just took off to georgia and he's mm-hmm. been i think i saw something on facebook or instagram he's still down in georgia golfing so he hey. enjoys the warm warm weather we know he loves golf so i think he's just like golf all year round hey, this is great and he wasn't a, again he, i like kevin he was you know a pretty quiet guy i don't think he had huge connections to the league and so i don't you know, you miss all these guys. He knew but. me, Drager, Neville. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't he a quick-in guy? Yeah. 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 But but I'm saying not like deep roots. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's got some connection. And then Wilkie, he's been threatening to retire and unretire every year. Um, you know, hopefully he'll stay on Slack and still sub. I, I understand why we have our tight sub rules, but I hope, you know, if you get down to that ninth or tenth rounder and, you know, it's Hale, a nine o'clock and, game. Yeah, and Hale can't make it, or my, Charles or Jim Ellis. It's like hopefully Wilkie will come and sub, yeah. and you know, allow that. And then goalie Sam, I yeah, I don't know. He kind of he sent a note on Messenger saying that uh, you know, oh, I thought I was committing to the spring. I can't do the fall, so I don't know if it's a work thing, another league thing, and or if he's a little self conscious. I don't I don't know what it is with Sam. You know, it's it it is it's I, I always kind of wonder about that, like. Part of the reason I 
quit goalie. It was like, I'm 40. Sam's older than I thought, even though he looks really young. He's like 38 or something like that. He no said. shit, really? Yeah, he's older. Older older than I thought he was. I, I thought he was say. in his like mid-20s. That's kind of what I thought, too. Yeah. Um, but for me, I was like, I'm 40 years old. I'm fat, chubby. My knees hurt. My back hurt. It's like I'm not going to play the goalie position until I'm 50. And I didn't want to be like the worst, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be the worst goalie. And I'm not saying that Sam... Mm-hmm. is the worst goal, but I don't know if that played a role or not. Well, it was um, nice to see him at least come back for spring. Yeah. So it made it made it show that he wasn't like, I'm out of here, I'm sick yeah. of these guys type of thing where he wanted to play, and it sounds mm-hmm. like it, yeah. hopefully it truly is a work thing, and yeah. you know, it's nice to have more, you can never have enough goalies available. Yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be goalie spots becoming available. Yeah. And he was five minutes away from winning the keg. I mean, he played like, mm-hmm. he, he, played didn't, great. he didn't play okay in the playoffs, he played fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so um i hope it wasn't i i hope it wasn't that i'm just kind of speculating i don't know but and but, i don't know the full story on drake do you i mean oh, it, yeah, it sounds the, like he's, oh, yeah, he's starting his own mnl yeah it's or... like i love drake you know and that was a real bummer you know he because he he really seemed to enjoy the league he was yeah. fun to have around and give, yeah i think he just I think he was like, wow, this is a great idea, and I can, I'm can, i going to do it with some better hockey players. <laughs> and I think that's basically what he did, because yeah. he, he would always try to get, like, well, you got to put me and Sugar together. And it's like, yeah. well, dude, of course, but then you're putting me on the second line, and, and you're, you're you're expecting me to be the anchor yeah. on a second line. That, like, that's not fair. He's trying know? to do a, a peso, uh, you know, Drake, Sugar line, and all of yeah. a sudden leaving you as a superstar on the second line. Yeah. You're like, whoa, I, I know I'm good. I know I'm jumbo, but right. maybe not quite that good. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the big the big Rick can hold his own when he's got Sugar passing him the puck all the time. But, you know. Yeah. I, and I, I really, um, he's a good fit, like, because he was a good player mm-hmm. and he could score, but he wasn't, like, so good, you know, that he, you know, he, he was a, I enjoyed having him in the league. I thought he was a good fit. But uh, so definitely will be missed. And but, you didn't have benderphobia either, which yeah. is which is always nice out of your first second rounders, you know, yeah. that are willing to pass the puck, yeah. spread the wealth to to, to yeah. the guys who maybe can't always finish. But with uh, with departures comes great opportunities to get mm-hmm. some new faces in the league, right? Or some old faces that came yeah. back as well. So uh, returning to the league this year, we have Q-Tip, Hedis and Hal, and we have the addition of Jason Dale, Lee, I think it's Lee Hughes. And yep. then Coach Brandon as well. So this was kind of a weird year for that. Obviously, I think in MNL, if you're in good standing with the league and you've left and you want to come back and a spot opens, you're kind of you get priority in those situations. But then because the season ended later because of COVID, and then also because you know, spring is going essentially close to when preseason's gonna start. We didn't have the time this year to have a bunch of open skates, to have a bunch of skaters, you mm-hmm. know, trying to try out where it was a little weird deciding who those other players were going to be for sure. And I think, um, and this is, I tell guys all the time, like there's lots of guys that'll throw random text messages out like, Hey, I got a guy or this or that. And, um, and that's great, but it's, but it's hard if no one has seen, like the fear of the unknown is high. So mm-hmm. Jason, like when we did during the finals, you know, when we had that extra sheet of ice or extra sheets of ice, you mm-hmm. know, um, that Jason Dale and Coach Brandon, they both skated at least three times, you know? And so that's what I would recommend to anybody who has a buddy that wants to get in. It's like, you can send me, and I'm not trying to be negative about this, but the reality is, like, if you show up 
you got a better chance of getting in. Then people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I remember that guy. Oh, he's a cool guy. I saw him skate. Even if they don't remember everything, it's like, you know, he showed up three, you at least have an idea. I think so, a big thing too is like, there's a lot of times in the fall where Gib has ice on a weekend, stuff right. like that. Yeah. And it's, you know, we don't even get a full two teams on that. We might be low. Invite your buddies to those that want to get mm-hmm. in. Tell them to hang out afterwards. Introduce it, especially if you start talking to people afterwards. And you're like, oh, I remember that guy. Like, I talked to Jason a little bit after the one time he played. It yeah. made him stick out in my head. Things yeah. like that. And I think that all really helps when you're looking for those extra spots. Yeah. One and of the guys was at the draft. I think it was Hughes. It was Hughes. So yeah. the only, so we had, for the longest time, we had two openings and we kind of settled on Jason and this coach Brandon because we, again, we had seen him. And then, like, literally, Three days before the draft, that's when Sam dropped out, and then Hedis switched from because Hedis was going to be in the league, but he was going to be a skater. Right. But then Sam backed out. Hedis went to goalie, and then Lee Hughes was the only one. Uh, you know everything I just said about showing up, blah blah blah. So Lee Hughes was the only pure wild card. Um, I guess he's friends with Manny and Antioch and Todd and Benham, and so he's the only one that is a, a true wild card. So and he's a North Star, so we'll see. But he but. What I liked about that is one, he was lived in Ferndale, local, mm-hmm. um, and he s- seems like a good guy, um, of course, which is the number one criteria. But he didn't have another league, like so he really like nothing against like eh, I don't want Hedis to get mad at me, but like I don't need a guy who's in five hockey leagues that wants to add MNL as their sixth league. You know, right. I want like this Lee Hughes is like he's from Saginaw, relocated. He desperately wants to get in a league, mm-hmm. and he's you know, wants to be a part of M and L. Yeah. Know? And I, I put a high value on that. Absolutely. Know? I was hanging out with Ben help, you know, doing some of the broadcasts during the during the draft and I was like, who's who's this guy sitting over here? Yeah. And I was like, man, he just seemed like a cool dude. He's already starting to like mingle with the guys and you know, I thought we acquired another random guy like yeah. uh, like Chad's uh, yeah. Chad stand in. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it was tough. There was a few other guys that people were trying to get in the league and you know, I maybe was familiar with them and another like GM or two, but then there wasn't as many as we thought. And mm-hmm. it's tough because I know some guys we were trying to get on the sub to help sub last year, but obviously with work, COVID and all the other stuff, it's tough to get people in. So, you know, the biggest advice for trying to get your buddy in the league is try to get them in our open skates or try to get them on weekend skates, stuff like that. So they just get in the eyes of people. So, you know, and, you know, even hopefully next year, if we do have spots open, we will have time to have some skates to get people looks on people or what, but you know, it's a weird year. Yeah. And I do think like, you never know. I I've, I've actually, as someone who loves playing every week, like I still like, I've, I've wound up really enjoying the seven teams because I do like that buy. It just seems to provide some extra bodies, but all that being said, maybe next year we will, like there was just no time this year to try to go to eight and deal with the logistics of it all. But you know, maybe next year, you know, we, we go to eight and then there'd be room for some more people. And we thought we actually had enough possible goalies this year for eight. And then all of a sudden Sam dropped out too. So mm-hmm. it's the goalies is probably always the biggest issue for that yep. eight team. You yep. got to make sure that you have enough reliable goalies. Right. And you got to remember, you got two goalies skating out the season. Still this, you know, this coming up season in uh, J flow and Dylan. Yep. So, but at the same time, if those guys are at least like J flow, it doesn't seem like, you know, he's pretty solid now. What? Three, two now seasons yeah. at least as a forward like you can't just be like we need a goalie you have to go back that's kind of mm-hmm. isn't fair to them either i don't know what dylan's thoughts are on that but there are those backup options if we really need it but it can yeah. also it's not fair if someone's skating out and be like you got to switch now <laughs> yeah 
But then it's almost like you draft a guy and you're like, you're a defenseman now. And they're like, no. <laughs> so uh, let's move on, though, to the next uh, section of the podcast. We did have two GMs step down from their teams this year. Manny stepped down from the Americans and our own Jeremy Cohn is no longer a GM for the Deeks. Mm-hmm. Cohn, what made you decide to step down? You know, just life started getting in the way. My heart wasn't in it anymore. The the talking about trades, the the bickering about rule changes, the the should, should we go with this shade of gray or that shade of gray for our jerseys? And you know, Panny always wanted to go red, and I didn't believe in going red. Um, <laughs> so stressful. It was, it was stressful, and you know, I, I just I I was like, you know, man, like just I'm gonna step down. Maybe hopefully it's an open door. Maybe someday I can I can rejoin. But for now, it it just. My heart wasn't in it. I just wanted to to, to enjoy hockey, and, and and especially I knew I was sliding back to 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 playing goalie, which is already I kind of I when I skate out in MNL, it's much more like stress free. I get to just patrol my wing, maybe score a goal or two. Life is good, but as a goalie, I'm always overthinking, over over analyzing the whole league. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I just want to get drafted, and and, and you're fun. still in the ivory tower as of today, so you get to yeah. see all the the gossip and stuff going well, on, anyways. That's all I wanted. I just I, and I, it is nice for the the having a goalie in the I mean, it wasn't a huge deal we always worked through it but it did make it kind of more and that too pure, you know just the, the there wasn't this there. awkward where do we draft yeah. me as a goalie yeah. when i'm a skater that that's one thing but um yeah yeah and then manny you know i i guess the only surprise i think manny kind of made it known before it was like uh manny's been talking for a few years yeah, i believe mm. well yeah but but i think he made it a fit you know kind of like the Derek jeter they announced <laughs> this is my last year like he said he announced this will be my last year you know he got a every uh, away game he got presented with a chair mm-hmm. or something like that or blah, blah blah but i was kind of under the impression that you know manny and antioch were gonna step down i yeah. don't know where i got that impression but it just kind of felt like that was the deal so well i remember hearing two years ago both of them were gonna step yeah. down and i was like okay there's gonna be openings maybe i can get one of them then mm-hmm. they both stayed and it was like oh yeah. yeah so but uh but that's cool i mean so um so manny's down so then uh antioch decided to stay so then that was a little unique because i we i don't know if that's happened before where we filled like kind of one vacancy but Normally we have this process about how to, you know, fill the vacancy and blah blah blah. But this year we kind of just let the, you know, the guys that were sticking around kind of choose their their partner. Oh well, yeah, because then on to the new GMs. Even the well, Busta officially he left the Whalers and then he moved over to the Nordiques to team with Drager. And then we had Crunk and Dylan. Crunk went to the Americans. Dylan went to the Whalers. Like you said, we pretty much let the GMs pick their own partners. I think it's a fair thing to do as long as no one had a giant issue with it, because mm-hmm. worst case scenario is we vote in new GMs and they get assigned to you and you're just like, you're like I don't really we're think... bumping heads the whole time. Yeah. It's not a good situation. What well, not it kind of how Raylan and Skillman got pa- paired together? No. Well, yeah, yeah, a lo- that one. I, I can't remember, but like, I think they kind of both put in their applications single. And then okay. we're like, I, I, I truly I don't can't really remember, remember, but, but, but I, I think, remember being like, that's kind of an odd combo, you know, yes. like they're, they, 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 they outside of M and L is their connection. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but that's awesome that they're, yeah. you know, created a friendship and yeah. started I, a team together. I will say that Busta has pretty much gone unscathed, but it's like, <laughs> man, like the village bicycle, here, yeah. you know, three, 
He was a duck, then he's a whaler, then he's a deke. I mean, it's like just, you know. Well, guy, he's kind of like, he's kind of he's kind of like a Marion Hosa there, 2007, 2008, yeah. 2009. He's just trying, and every year he get, you know, he got close with the docks, got, yeah. you know, got close with the whalers. And oh, don't forget about Trent. What's he on number four? Well, maybe yeah, Trent's the problem. Well, but he's <laughs> always been a whale, you know. It's yeah. like Busta's just jumps in from team to team with his curse, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but it is what it is. Sounds like Trent just has a good prenup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. And then Crunk, you know, Crunk. I think he was a great ad. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him. I was actually, I was advocating for him throughout the year. I know he does a, he does, he's always willing to volunteer for stuff. He does mm-hmm. a lot of refing. He does a lot of things that help. I think that's part of, what you want to have GMs do. They're not just there to draft a team, right. do attendance. You want them to do stuff outside of that to help the league. So I think, you know, for anybody who is like, oh, I want to be a GM, you know, to me, you should be doing that stuff almost like you're already in the role, like right. volunteer to score, keep volunteer to ref, get your refing stuff, do mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff where it kind of shows like, okay, I'm already trying to do that role ahead of time. It's like they say dress for your next position at work. Right. <laughs> and I will say that, um, the Americans and granted it was COVID. It was a shit year for everybody, but the Americans, you know, their day to day management. It's like, you know, you sub for them and you're like, what's the fucking lineup? You know, it's like, yeah, we'll figure, you know, it's yeah, like, am so I, I playing defense. Think, forward, yeah. you know. So I do think crunk will help kind of new little new energy, maybe organization, get, get a little more fire under their belly and, mm-hmm. and, and go from there. He's got a pretty, pretty well put together spring team right now. So. Yeah. Yep. I yep. think, and then the all the you know, the Dylan the Dylan ad was very you know interesting not because maybe you know maybe as a goalie again I'm glad he's not a goalie because that you know because just because the logistics of where would we place because he would have been right. one of the first two goalies taken mm-hmm. so then trying to place like where does he go so I'm happy that he's a skater but I guess it's really surprising to me that he you know like. You know, back to back kind of. I don't know. I was surprised that he gave up the goalie thing, um, but yeah, you think he'd have a have, have a point to prove? Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, but oh well. He'll, he'll uh, provide a little spice in the ivory tower. I'm sure he's been quiet so far. Yeah, because I'll, I'll you know I, I pay attention in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he was picked by Trent. Is uh, Trent needs a hype man? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's one of the things me and Doug have talked about. We're not the best hype man, and we know that, and we try right. to, we're trying to get better at that or make sure we're picking people that could be that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, Dylan's that hype man. Sometimes annoying, but sometimes not. And, you know, at least he's going to try to get the boys going type of thing. So I think yeah. that's uh, that's going to be the strength of Dylan as that GM. Mm-hmm. Ryan Allen just called us assholes and said, Why? Skillman and I played together on the keg-winning Americans two seasons prior and <laughs> formed a lifelong bond and well, that's exactly matching, what we said. We and said. got matching tattoos. Oh, um, give me a break. And- me and Bacora were on the inaugural <laughs> SEALs championship team and we're we're I mean we're best friends well, now, but go. that's not the point. Now you know the rest of the story. Well, it was fairly accurate how we described you said it. Outside I mean, of MML, yeah. you know. But there you go. I wouldn't call us assholes, Troy. Yeah. Well, I, that's Ryan, For that reason. That's I Ryan wouldn't. Allen's words, not mine. You For know? that reason. I mean so this year we did have a new draft format as well. We actually, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears of how to how to actually make it all work. But we ended up with adding goalies back in the draft. They could be picked anywhere. We did our normal lotto, and then we did an actual eleventh round lotto as well. Because if you think about a snake draft, you know each set of two makes it essentially supposed to be even as value. Since there's odd number of rounds. 
we did the 11th round is just a total random thing to try to make it more fair. What were the thoughts on that? So that that probably needed to be done, right? And we can we can say this now because it's three seasons ago, but the, the season that the Deeks won the championship, that really helped us because we had the first two overall picks and then we got the two best of, of the benders, right? So we didn't, it was really the fair way to do it. Yeah. I don't know if it was the, I don't know what the right option was, but it at least made it randomized so that you weren't, you know, you got you got the last of the first round and then you got the, yeah. you know. I, I didn't even realize that that, that year it happened, but um, I've, I've always been an advocate for goalies. Like we've talked about it before. Like I like the concept of having mm-hmm. goalies in the draft. I think it's more fun. Um, but the mechanics of it proved to be kind of challenging. And I will say like all the hemming and hawing that I ultimately, I liked the, what we came up with at the end. I liked it. I think it worked relatively well. However, it's like what, it's like what, who was the earliest, what round did the Nordiques take Cone? The ninth? Uh, eighth round, the Americans actually take Kayla. Eighth round. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so there was a little bit there, you know, because it, but then afterwards, it's like if all the goalies wound up going in the tenth and the eleventh round, it's like, why not? Why did we? Why did we even put them into the draft? You know, right? And, and I will say that going forward depends. That could change. You know, if there was like two really good goalies and that, you know, but this, especially with Hedis coming back in, there really wasn't a huge differentiation between the goalies. So mm-hmm. then, therefore, not a huge reason to pull the trigger too early. Um, so I thought it worked out okay. I don't know if it's necessary or not, but I don't know. You could just be going for like locker room, locker room guy at that yeah. point, right? You know, because like you said, I think all seven goalies could could win you any game. Yeah, I do think it added some more strategy to it. I, mm-hmm. I personally liked it more. I would be fine to keep it the way we had it next year. Personally, mm-hmm. as a goalie cone, what were your thoughts on it? So I liked being part of the draft and kind of like, oh, I wonder who's going to take me. I thought that was kind of fun. But I can see where in the past seasons where it's a separate goalie draft and then and you do that first and then you can kind of see you can help your GMs kind of form input. your team. Right. But, and I think we've done that both ways, too. It's like some years we have the goalie draft first mm-hmm. and then other years I think we've had it last. Right. You know? I, I liked it mixed in. I think it creates a little bit of it definitely makes it more exciting for you guys because yeah. it's like, you know, where, you know who's going to take yeah, this first? It's not or? like, you know, if it's a separate draft, it's like, OK, I know I'm going to. You know, right here it comes. It's, right. You have your little two minutes of excitement, <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah, once it, I'm sure once it got to like the eighth round, it's like, OK, who's going to start taking us? Yeah. Go because it's really like and we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, we were sitting there. It's like, do I want Drago and, you know, Drago and Ryan Z slash Riley or do I want, you know, Kayla Cohn and Hale, you know, or Charles Maki? So, yeah, and each GM kind of had to make that own decision themselves the thing that i thought was interesting was is if you're going to pull that trigger as the the first goalie you know you are now in the driver's seat if no one else follows suit and waits mm-hmm. like you're essentially guaranteeing yourself that last person in the draft essentially skater wise so it's mm-hmm. like then it becomes after that first person like pulls the trigger it's almost like a game of chicken mm-hmm. so that's what i kind of enjoyed about it and yeah. i think at least as the maroons so you guys took the first goalie off the board right so no we waited to the last round and but we had the first pick in the 11th round Kayla? was it the americans the then? americans that's what, sorry so we so you guys waited in our head we were like there's probably gonna be three goalies gone we'll probably get the fourth guy which mm-hmm. i think is what actually happened so kind of played to what exactly what we thought and you guys got pangrazi yeah i think you're in good hands i'm surprised you went fourth 
he's uh he's a good goalie. Yeah, so um we also held the draft uh you know at 24 seconds. I thought it was a pretty good choice. I thought the balcony was nice and fun, you know, good environment. You know, a Tuesday night's not a busy night for them, so it worked out perfect. Weather held what off. were the thoughts on the location? Oh, I was able to bike there, so I loved it. I got a little toasty on a Tuesday night. There you go. I think it was the best yet. I mean, I definitely like the House of Shamrock setup is was similar and equally nice. Um, little cuter waitresses in Berkeley than Hazel yeah, Park. Yeah, you know, well, you know, not that you know, not that that's a determining factor, but it doesn't uh, hurt. That's you know? what you know. That's the difference between a two dollar beer and a five dollar beer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it worked out well. I, I like the size was appropriate. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we didn't feel. You know, it was intimate, but not like cramped. Um, and it was, I like the fact that it was kind of up on the top and segregated from things. So House of Sham never really gave us our own space. They were yeah. just kind of like steal some tables. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I thought it was, I mean, I'd re-rack there next year without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was perfect for me. I got the week off. So it was just like, okay, no worries there. <laughs> Let's go. What Good else location. have you, what else have you done tables. on shutdown? You're just chilling? Been to the gym. Okay. Well, hey. I don't, I don't know. Right. Run some errands. I went and paid my taxes today. So, wow. uh, weren't those due like months ago? Uh, no, this is property tax, the ah, summer okay. one. So, right. yeah, you know, it's been kind of chill. Okay. But outside of that, uh, it's been a good time. Good. So let's actually move on to the draft. Um, any initial basic thoughts, surprises on the draft before we start going over any teams? Yeah, uh, not. I don't think there was anything shocking. Um, I think the goalie situation was kind of, you know, going into it, like, was someone going to... I think people have learned, you know, I, I think very early on, like, one year the Whalers took, like, J-Flow in the fourth round mm-hmm. and paid the price all year just because mm-hmm. they were short a skater. Um, and then there was another year where maybe, I can't remember, it might have been J-Flow again, like the American, but I think, you know, it it kind of went... We had some discussion about when they would go, and I think it kind of went how we expected. There might be one or two that go in the eighth or ninth. Like three or four teams kind of take a team a goalie early, and then three or four decide to just wait till the very end. And you know, I think that's kind of how it how it played out. So this is what fifth season, right? This was our fifth draft. I think this is this is our been, sixth draft. Yeah, I think yeah, so. six. And it, isn't it funny? The first round and a half goes so fast, and yeah. then and then it just comes to a complete halt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I mean, there was a few times, like, specifically the Tigers, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, okay, guys, hurry the fuck up. You know, there's a there's a couple picks where, like, they were on, seemed like they were on the clock forever. But for the most part, I thought that, you know, you wanted, you don't want it to go so fast, you know, you like a little. A little bit of the build up. Yeah. Like, there there were sometimes the picks were flying in so fast. Ben, yeah. ben Chad and I couldn't even, Yeah, we, we were still gossiping about two two picks back, yeah. you know. So once it's slowed yeah, down. Yeah, you got to give Mel Kuyper enough mm-hmm. time to talk about each pick, you <laughs> right. know. But, How he really likes that pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, biggest, the, highlight the biggest thing for me the last two years as a GM is just how GMs think differently. Where mm-hmm. both drafts, I think it was, uh, we essentially were like, me and Doug were like, Players came to us that we thought there was no way that players were going to be available. And they just, you know, we're going to take the best player available, but it wasn't how we thought it was going to line up. And it's just, it's how GMC stuff differently. And, right. you know, obviously people will be right and people will be wrong coming up. But uh, it's always interesting seeing the difference in opinions on those yeah. players. And then the, and it's not always like, you know, 
there's an element of luck to how people kind of gel and play together. It's mm-hmm. like you put one guy in a you know a situation, he does well, and then he's you know same player, different situation, doesn't quite do as well. So, do you have a do you have a list of it up? I do. Okay. We'll we'll go over the teams in a in just a second, but uh, yeah, I think that's the big thing of. You know, another thing like you mentioned is I think GMs, they have those players that they've drafted in the past. They, you know, they've done good for them mm-hmm. or even subs where they really like those guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you give them that extra. Me and Doug talked about this a little bit when we were doing our rankings of. Are we ranking this guy because we really like them or because of their hockey ability? And that's always the part you have to kind of step back and, you know, question yourself and try to you know, take a hard look in the mirror and re-rank people because of that stuff. So tough guy panty was always that guy. And I was always like, oh, got to take him in the fifth round. Fifth round, you know, he's a good guy. Good yeah. guy. Got to have him. He's like, he's not a fifth rounder. You know, and he'd pull up his little stats and his little metrics and convince me that we, he'd still be there in the seventh. And then he wouldn't be there in the seventh. I'd be like, oh, fuck, I told you, panty. But yeah, the Deeks, I think even this year, they have a history of, you know, clicky Deeks, easy, yeah. you know, yep. coming back. They they got their history of mm-hmm. those guys. A lot you of know, K- they, they, we, we tend to draft a lot of K folks, you know, uh, Chris Taylor, Zawokis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gets know. to a point, though, especially as you have seven teams, it's like, you know, there's not that many. Now, if you're on the ends, that's a little bit different. You know, it's like you, can pick you only have to time. survive. Well, or even like the Deeks, you know, it's like I just need to survive two picks. You right. know, but but when you're waiting the long route, it's mm-hmm. like you know, it's like if I want this guy, I better take him now because he's not going to be back in eight right. picks. Mm-hmm. So, and then a lot of guys are kind of like this, and it's like, yeah, this guy might be a little bit better, but I want, I know this guy, I want this guy, so it's like I'll just, I'll just take him. You know, what was your guys' plan? You guys kind of took edge. That was one that kind of jumped out to me. I thought he probably would have been. I don't know if he would have been there for you guys at the third. So he must have been a guy that you guys were targeting. So let's start. I guess let's start going with teams. Uh, sure. We'll start. We can start with the Maroons then since you brought okay. that up. Uh, I predicted that in my mock draft. Just did, for, for, just for the, the Twitch or for YouTube, I did a switch over to a draft board so people can view this. But uh, let's see. Our team consists of Sean Hardy, Edge, Turtle, Peso, Q-Tip, Ike, Doug, me, that's Piercy, Colin, Venande, and Pengrazi. Um, so we we didn't think Sugar was going to be there at the start. We were kind of projecting more of a Serta yep. uh, first-round pick. We had some... That was a bit of a pleasant surprise, I'm We sure. had some spider senses that saying that the Tigers did not want to take Sugar there because they approached us about a trade the day before to say, okay. let's flip picks yeah. so you can start exactly how you want, which I think I told Doug, I was like, they don't want sugar there. They mm-hmm. want to take someone else. So yeah. we kind of, we rejected that. So it came to us. Uh, or they wanted you to make the hard decision. I just, I, in my, my heart of hearts where if they wanted sugar and they thought he was the guy there, they would have just taken him. They and wouldn't I, have wanted it. So to I me, they did, to, they did not agree. want it sugar in that spot. They wanted them the whole, wanted all them. along. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my thought there. The edge thing, we were going back and forth. We thought him or Pete were going to be available. Mm-hmm. I think we had some star flashbacks with pete because of pete's league not knowing if things changed right and you know edge we talked to him he said he could be a forward he has experience as a forward 
He scored a good amount of goals last year playing both, and that's just for the Americans alone. Yeah. So we felt confident that he could still be a forward there, and we just did not want to risk having another second rounder out the whole year. Mm-hmm. Any consideration of Ben in that spot? I mean, if you if you're playing edge as a forward, right, I can't. I, I think I remember over the history of the pe- podcast that you're uh, Ben is overrated guy. If I remember. Not overrated, but he. Um, I'm just, his who, locker who, room. His locker room presence. Yeah. It, well, but you look at his stats the last two. Like, he was a great scorer for us, and he was a great scorer for the Tigers. So, yeah. but did you consider? I guess who else were you consider? Just was it just Edge and Pete? I mean, we talked about Ben as well. Uh, ben, we kind of feel like he needs another. You almost want him as your number two on a line type guy, you, or you want some guy that's going to be that hard scoring guy is he's more of the setup guy we kind yeah. of think of him and turtle mm-hmm. is kind of very similar guys so as our second round pick we didn't want that and even just with edges stats alone it kind of showed what he could do or going coast to coast of he could be more aggressive a little bit more physical to try to get the puck in the net and that's kind of why we went into that yeah, range a little, little younger it was it was it was a bit of a a surprise at first because i really thought i was like man bin's on the board he's going next right so um but the more i thought about it, i was like man like He's he's a really good puck moving defenseman, and that's you got sugar in the first round. Our whole plan is to put ex- him at forward the whole year. We have okay. no consideration at defense for Edge as of right now. So who are you going to end up putting at defense? You you and so you and Doug? our our strategy going to the draft was to have four forwards. We knew last year we were about middle of the road in scoring for our team, mm-hmm. and that was with Proctor. So we right. knew we needed to pick up some scoring. So we were thinking mm-hmm. four forwards. We thought there was some very good value in the mid-rounds for defense, and then you had me and Doug already kind of locked into there. Okay, Turtle fell to us, we felt like, in the third yeah. round. So we thought that was a great pick. We didn't think he'd be available there. Peso we know can score goals. Mm-hmm. So just kind of staying with that consideration there. Yeah. Q-tip, we also wanted to get more gritty from oh. last year. We yeah. thought we were a little soft as a team overall Rick last Kowski's year. not gritty enough. <laughs> well, he's was like our Just only gritty guy though. One of te- ten. I'm teasing. But all of a sudden, you know, you know, Edge has some grit to him. Yeah. Hardy's very gritty. Is he? Pace- <laughs> Shut up. Uh, you know, Peso obviously is. Q-tip is. Right. is like we we were looking for some more grit. So, um, so I actually texted Dougie like that next morning and was like, "Dude, sober eyes have looked at the draft now," and I was like, "Your middle rounds, like after." You're third to what's Doug seven. Mm-hmm. I was like, those guys are all guys that I do not want to play against. That, that was gritty. part of our strategy of yeah. grit, not wanting mm-hmm. to play against those guys. But like not dirty, just tough guys to play the tough game guys. Harder. So Q-tip, we yeah. liked him as that gritty kind of defenseman. We knew yeah. we had a turtle like where if Q-tip kind of gets his skating legs back. We could possibly flip, flip him over to forward, move mm-hmm. a turtle back. Mm-hmm. Ike was not part of our plan at all, but he fell to us and we thought he was too much value to pass up Absolutely. there. And then we kind of just went best of we our plan the whole time, which we st- we thought we were going to take a goalie in the eleventh round. We stayed with that. Venande, we feel like is great value there. He can accept passes. He knows how to do a breakout pass, which is something we thought we were a little bit weak on last year. And Neville, he can play forward or defense. Where right now we have him slot as a defenseman, and we were not planning on that just with that value. Mm-hmm. I will like the definitely the beneficiary of winning that 11th round lotto because to wait for your last pick on a goalie and then still get Pongrazi, Pongrazi, um, that's nice. They know yeah. that really, that really helps. Right. You know, the difference between, you know, whereas if you're the 77th pick, like the seals, you know, then you're looking at Ryan Z or Hale. you know, so mm-hmm. that, that part worked out well. Um, yeah, I don't, um, the edge, the edge pick I thought was a little bit early, but, um, but he, he's a good, 
great guy, mm-hmm. good player. He did score some goals, so we'll we'll see how he does. You know, kind of as a forward. Um, then you get Turtle Peso. He, I don't, you know, I love Ite. I will say that um, in my mind, Ite has to be a forward to be property. Proper, He's a forward in yeah, mind proper, as well. Yeah. Properly utilized. I know the Whalers used him as a defenseman two years ago, and that. You know, he was fine, but he's just, he's not a plus defenseman, which allowed me to draft him in the seventh round last year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the North Stars were, I felt like we were kind of like a scrappy underdog. Like, I feel like we got the most out of what we had. I don't think we were yeah. a great team last year, but for most of the season, it was me, Ite, and Venandi on our top line playing against other teams, top mm-hmm. players. You know, just trying to cancel so that like yeah. Our our game plan for that Ite slot was to have the best defenseman available. We thought Ite was too good to pass up. Originally, we were talking about moving Turtle back. Yeah. But then with getting Neville in that pick, we'll Mm -hmm. probably start out with Neville as a defenseman. If it doesn't work out, if our defenseman's a little weak, Mm -hmm. we'll probably move a Turtle back as a Turtle. Turtle and Sharks have good 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 chemistry. And if that doesn't work, Edge obviously would you can drop him back and you have a top two defensemen in the league. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, we feel pretty confident in our team. I know in the, the Troy power rankings, we were number six, but uh, you know, we feel like we have flexibility as well. We don't just have 86 defensemen. Yeah. That was an instant, you know, it's like, there's a lot of pressure <laughs> to get the, the power rankings out early. Um, I don't dislike your team. And I, and like I said, I truly like, I don't see a single team this year that's like holy shit these guys are going to run away with it i think it i think it's razor thin my point i mean i will see how the edge thing works at forward obviously that's going to be the make or break pick for us but i think outside of that i I don't think think he'll hurt you like no you know there's not it's not like oh my god edge is terrible but i don't we'll see how he works at four my whole thing with like the forwards was like like turtle i love turtle but he's not like a proof but you got picked he's the end of the third round too though yeah that's good value for him there yeah yeah, we'll like see. Like you said, with with peso and then yeah, I, what, but with with edge, I had edge penciled in at defense. So I saw your two scores were sugar and peso, mm-hmm. and we've seen that that hasn't you know it's that's been a. I guess they want to keg that way, but it's like uh, you know they also had Proctor. So uh, as of today, our projected lines I believe are uh, Turtle, Hardy, Venande, and then we have an Eight, Edge, and Peso line. Yeah. I could see that top line being Q-tip, pretty dangerous. Q-tip, Doug, and me, and Colin. So, yeah. And you're so going to put Turtle at center? Uh, Probably, yeah. yeah. Nice. That, yeah. That'll allow Sugar to float the wing, break the, out. The key yeah. to that whole, I've said this many times on this podcast, it's like, if you can if you can get away, like, if Neville can be serviceable at D, mm-hmm. and that allows you to play, you know, a second line with three good players, and right. then it just opens everything up. So the, the good thing about our team, and it's the same with the North Stars, is we have flexibility where we can, we have three or four guys that can move all to either position, so if something's not working, we can change it up yeah. and correct it. Yeah. I'm liking this team more I am. On, on second I, uh I told you, so, sober analysis. eyes looked back at the, at the, uh, I was, I'll see But that th- does, you know, but the, the, the only thing about every team, I feel like, and trust me, the North Stars have more often than not been in where the Maroons are at, you know, where we've never, we, you know, we don't have that one proven scorer, right. you know, because I love one Pete, guy that I can love take Pete, over a game. You know, but he's not. We a, got Sugar, though. Sugar, I mean, you could say Sugar's a little bit down, but compared, yeah. his history says he's one of the top I, proven scorers. I, I agree. And that was a, I mean, him slipping, I think, was a great thing for you guys. Mm-hmm. But he can. He, 
sugar has produced in this league, but like it, it's definitely variable on with some years, you know, when he's been paired with a Pete, he had a good year when he, he's had some dry, drier years. I would, right. I would also say, if you look at like last year, no offense cone, but if all of a sudden you say he's paired with a cone and a Busta, he's like a little talent deprived there where you're kind of hoping he's going to do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say on his own because I think you had a good year type of thing, but you, you boost up his talent level a little bit more. You get that production back. He's a mm-hmm. hell of a back checker. He's fucking, tr- you know, tries his ass off. He's physical. You know, he's that he great you want. Off, that's for yeah. sure. It was not, I mean, it was, you know, if you're sitting there in the sixth spot and sugar falls to you that, I mean, I don't think he's ever fallen below six ever. So no. that, that was definitely a gift, but yeah, and you might see a motivated sugar. now. As too. much as I love talking about the, the Maroons, I feel yep. like we need to you know, <laughs> yeah. talk about some of the oh, other gosh, teams. There's other teams around here. Okay. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's go back to the whalers. Uh, you know, obviously Matt Taylor, first pick, we got Trent, Matt LaPudre, Woods, McShannick, Sikorsky, Dylan, Myers, Sips, Justin, and Cam is the goalie. Uh, Cone, let's start out with your initial thoughts on that team. A lot of familiar faces on the Whalers. Um, can't, I, I wasn't sure if they were going to pick Matt Taylor, to be honest, but, I, but he did so good for them during the regular yeah. season. Um, and, and, and the Tigers just shut them down, and they didn't just shut him down. They shut down that entire team. Which had Dave P and Turtle and all those other guys in Trent. So I thought there was a five, ten percent chance that they I thought there was went too. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And and they, you know, he didn't race uh they you know the, the, the whalers were on the clock. Yeah. And he didn't race up there and it's like they know, were still it, thinking it, about yeah, it right yeah. into that moment. So yeah. and um, I will tell you this. I know they were looking to move that pick. Yeah. Yeah. He I mean, I don't know how hard I mean he definitely made it known like, hey, accepting offers. Right. Um I think everyone who gets a first yeah. overall is like, yeah. I, th- I think he was looking for a, a hall where he couldn't say no. Mm-hmm. I know he contacted us and we were essentially like, we'll give you our first and second for your first and third, which essentially is no different because of Trent being the 14th pick. Right. And he's just like, no, no. But yeah. we're like, we're not overpaying for it is what yeah. our point was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they got a good squad. Uh, Camera's going to be good for them as, as their backstop, so it should be good. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Dylan. Dylan's a classic goalie-turned-skater. He's kind of got this you know, good good vision for the ice and whatever, but he's kind of got that awkward goalie-trying-to-skate thing and whatever, but he'll, he'll bang in a couple goals. I've seen him score for the K-Falks a few times, so I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, yeah I think when you're looking at the team, obviously Trent is 14th is awesome value. value. Yeah. He's probably going... He could possibly be a first rounder right at the turn yeah. type of type of deal. We would have mm-hmm. probably taken Sugar over him, but outside of him, if it would have went, we thought we might we might have taken him if Sugar would have went at that other spot. Yeah, but you know, Matt Lapudre, we'll probably Matt, top three Matt, defenseman, yeah, maybe Matt's the first a, defenseman. Matt's scary too. He's, Wood, he's a really good puck moving. He was defenseman. a top eleven scorer, I think, last year. He's one of the top scorers right now in the spring. He's been playing really good. My questions start being in those middle rounds. You know, McShannick. Sometimes best player on the ice, sometimes disappears, or sometimes you look at him and you're just like, what are you thinking? Sikorsky, game a little weird, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Dylan could be a great pick there. Could he be. subs for the K-Falks. He seems like he scores every damn time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I first started skating out too, people thought the same thing of me, right? They're like, oh, phenomenal. You're going to go out there. You're going to score these goals. People figure you out real quick, so it's like it'll be interesting to see as teams kind of figure out how to play him. Will he still continue to 
you know, Nick Myers is one of my late, my favorite late benders. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, he can play defense. I think you want to put him at forward because I think he doesn't like defense and I think he's going to be a lot happier there. Yeah. Sips, good player. The problem with him is he can only play center. (laughs) And when you essentially talk about a ninth rounder that has to play center, if not, he's lost. That can be a giant issue, even with the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And Sips doesn't like to respond. He's kind of a locker room issue. Nice guy. Love him. Yeah. But when he's posting in general, you know, writing novels, but he won't respond to you if he's in that night. Right. Can become kind of a problem. And I actually think Justin has actually improved his game quite a bit. I feel like he's um, his breakout understanding has improved a lot, which yeah. is, brings up his value quite a bit. And, you know, Cam, he's had his trouble in the playoffs, but he's. You know, outside of that, he's played good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even last night for the K-Falks, he played great. Yeah. I uh, I, I don't love their draft. Um, not, it's not all their fault. But if you compare them to last year. So last year, they got Matt Taylor in the number three overall pick. And where that re- where you really see a difference in that it is like that kind of round eight pick. Because I don't know who they got in round. Oh, it wound up being Oliveri who never showed up. But mm-hmm. that difference between getting like that like a like a he didn't show up but a, a proven defenseman or a sips and that's that this team reminds me a little bit of the maroons last year it's like you have that number one overall pick and then you get sip you know it's not anybody's fault but you get like a sips myers and then who did you that's exactly you also, what we did on the turn you had sips myers and then jim ellis so you know like it didn't work out that well you were short like to your point you were i felt you were short a forward the entire season because right. you had six they needed one more shooter in center um, I like the top three: Trent Lapudre, Trent, uh, Trent Lapudre, and Matt Taylor. Obviously, nothing wrong with that. I found it. I, I know that Trent had a huge sigh of relief when the Nordiques took Chris Taylor, um, because then he, he wasn't faced with that decision of, you know, am I gonna, you know, I think I know he prefers Matt. This is not a knock on Chris Taylor. He's a great player, but I know Trent. If you want a defenseman, prefers Matt Lapudre, mm-hmm. and he didn't have to have that. Do I hurt? Do I hurt my Matt Taylor's players. feelings by not taking? So he, I know he didn't. You know, I know he was happy not to have to make that decision. Um, McShannick, that pick. I mean, McShannick at the beginning of the fifth round. I mean, he's fair great. value. Yeah, it's great. I mean, he's he mm-hmm. his skating ability is makes him a third rounder. So you know, Woodsy, that's a big jump for Woodsy. He let, end of the fourth round last year. He was at the end of the fifth round, and we did have a little matriculation, but um, you know, he got drafted over. You know, some guys we'll we'll see. I personally probably would have opted for like a I think a Rutkowski would be a perfect kind of mm-hmm. fit with a Matt Taylor, you know, just a little gritty. He he can shoot, bang and rebound. And Wood will provide something similar, but um we'll see. And then Sikorsky. I, I've had Sikorsky for two years. Awesome guy in the locker room. Um I don't know if they plan to play him at D or forward. Um so we'll see. I mean I, I but I don't they don't Going into the draft, it's like they, I was, there was this phobia that the Whalers were going to be too fucking good. You know, it's like, oh my God, they get Matt Taylor, they get Trent at, at the very end. Right. Um, and I look at that team and they're going to be good, mm-hmm. but, I, but I'm, but I'm not like, they don't look like they're going to be like run the table good. No. Like and I will year. say this I was actually surprised slash happy that Matt Taylor went to the draft. You know, Matt Taylor, he doesn't post a lot in Slack. Yeah. You know, he hung out a few times on the party deck, but mm-hmm. not a ton. I haven't really talked to him a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But then he shows up. That that makes it so you're, you know, 
It's like, okay, yeah, he, you're never sure if he's fully into M&L. But right. then he shows up to the draft and it just... And a sweet Vipers hat. Yeah, great yeah. Vipers hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's one of those things that make you like, yeah, okay, he is digging M&L. Yeah. Like, he makes you more happy about that. I, it, it makes, makes you feel me, better. I, I do feel, and this could be wrong, like... I feel Matt like Taylor they, if, open invite to the well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be great. I don't know. I feel like may, if they would have won last year, it might've been like, all right, boys, mm-hmm. I, I've been there, you know, check that box, have fun. You know, I'm out of here. Yeah. So he's, I can, I could be wrong, but I feel like he's just like, he's just going to quiet, you know, he did the guarantee, right. didn't, didn't work out. So I feel like it's, he's going to be on a more kind of low key private revenge tour this year, just kind of under the radar, just, you know, but I think he's fuming inside. Fuming's not the right word, but I think he's extremely motivated. Um, and I think he'll do what he does. But I just don't think their team is as good as last year. Once you get, you know, beneath that, but we'll see. They're yeah. going to be good, you know. But they also don't have last year. They had Dylan, who you know is a top goalie in the league right. during the regular season, and Cam's good as well. But I, but Cam, you know, I don't know. I think they'll. I clearly think they're going to be a playoff team, but not. You know, I don't think they'll just walk walk through everybody, but yeah, we'll see. So uh, let's move on to our number two pick in the draft. Then the Nordiques. They started out with Paul Proctor, followed by Chris Taylor, Jay Flo, Alan Z, Eric Lapudre, uh, Suokis, Coach Brandon, Drager, Cone, Early Goalie, Busta, and Hal. So um, I'll start with this one. I I actually thought there was more of a coin flip between Fister and Proctor than most people thought. Fister put up mm-hmm. great numbers last year. Proctor, great guy. Everybody loves him. He still puts up the numbers, but you know, is he slowing down? Is he getting hurt too much? I th- I thought there was a case to be made for Fister there. I think there was. I personally don't remember Coach Brandon playing, so I can't call that play. Me either. <laughs> and my, my biggest thing is Busta was a steal in, in the 10th round. I think the GMs made a mistake I think they should have made him a ninth rounder, which is great break for the Nordiques. I can't fault them there for getting it done there. Uh, but then you can't, you can't call Panny and what would you the, be the call only Panny thing, an eight? The I only mean, thing about that, I first of Drager all, Drager was an eight anyways. First of all, I agree with you because um, if you, I know you like you, you say the same thing about Ty, but if you look at the look at the picks right before Ty and Busta. So if we if we look at that ninth round, yep. there was. Uh, we'll look at the 10th. They went in the 10th. But look at the three. You, right before Ty and Busta, you have Ryan Allen, who's a GM. You have Vanandi, Guma, and who else? Who, no, what, what I'm saying, though, is if you look at the ninth, where yeah. Busta could have went, if you would have said Sips, Busta, Gib, Todd, Drago, I don't think you would have said, like, that's absurd. If that, yeah. That's what he would have been if he was a ninth rounder type yeah. of thing. And that's why I say he probably yeah. should have been there. It is what it is, so yeah. I'm not going to call fault on it. We live, we learn, whatever. Yeah. What I was getting at, though, is like, I, is that you wanted to lump Ty and you. You make these comments like Ty and Bust. Like Ty got drafted right after Guma and Vanandi. There, there are GMs out there that would take Guma over Ty. There's not a GM out there that's going to take Guma over Busta. So I like Busta is a hundred percent of value there. I will say though, if you look back on it. The reason why I don't think it's gonna make that big of a deal, if Busta if Busta was in the ninth round, Cone is probably then then it loop you know Cone is probably still available in the in the tenth if you just look at the way it went. Right. So I don't think it really makes that big of a difference with how it would have played out. No, possibly not. But I, I just 
But he's definitely a gift there. I just know when I started doing my mock drafts after the GM Summit, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's great value for them. But hey, I think there was a, I think we were being the, nice at the GM Summit it, with, a, you know, an Antioch. Well, what happened? Doug was a, Doug was a pretty good value. There's a, good a lot of guys there. that were values yeah. as what, well. What happened so. was is that we voted them in. We voted them in the ninth. Mm-hmm. And then Panny, you could just kind of see the sadness come over his face. <laughs> and then we agreed to like table it. And then when we went through all the other GMs, and then Antioch felt a little guilty, you know. So he's like, eh, everyone else is good. It's like <laughs> so boom. And then so he just kind of waited it out, and it is. What and it at is. the GM summit, let's face facts. I upset the autos before the GM summit. We all had to be <laughs> Mister Nice Guys there. Right. I also made a pack with Antioch and Dylan at the GM summit. Antioch had two votes because Crunk wasn't there. And Dylan, if you vote my way with Doug, I'll vote your way with your guys as well. So, uh, you know, sometimes you got to scratch some backs to get where you guys, your GMs need to go. Right. Yeah. It, it all worked out. I don't, I, I mean, I put the Nordiques as my number one team on my instant rankings. And I agree with you about the Proctor Fister. I, I couldn't be happier sitting at three. It's like, I didn't care. You know, it's like three is where I wanted to be in the yeah, lotto. Right. It's like, I'll take, if the safe if, pick. The, if the Nordiques take Fister, it's like oh well, I'll settle well, for Proctor. Proctor, you know. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But but in just in looking at the way, I I didn't love a lot of their picks, but the way that their team you know lines up, they're gonna and I don't know exactly who they're playing at forward, but if they play Chris Taylor at forward, like again Proctor last year with you guys, like you just didn't have the depth to pick. Like and at one point you were playing them with Sips, and it's like Proctor, you know, he needs he's kind of a floater cherry picker. So it's like if he pair, if they pair him with Chris Taylor, Chris Taylor will work very hard, which will allow Proctor to float or Flor- and, Florino. Yeah. Right? Or Great. yeah. One of the two. And then you got a second line of, you know, Alan Z and J flow. And then they just have four boring defensemen, Lapudre, mm-hmm. Sukas, Panny. And I'm assuming they're going to play this coach Brandon at D. Yeah. So it's like they got Proctor and Chris Taylor. They got J flow and Alan Z. I mean, they got, Two good lines, four boring D, mm-hmm. um, good goalie. You know? I think it could be a team that just kind of doesn't go out and just rocks rocks the I was world say, every Cone, week. But you, obviously, as a D, what's your initial thoughts of the team? Yeah, well, I told the boys in the chat. I said I, I feel like that freshman who goes away to school and then co- returns right back after welcome week because he missed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you feel like the the graduating senior who's now? Got well, the job in the too, city, yeah. and you're, you're still hanging out with all the boys. You know, and that, like, that might be a better analogy, right? Like, the, yeah. oh, boys, I still go to school here. Was it a little weird then? Like, were you ready to try to another team? Is it is it good to be back? Like, I was, how was that whole feeling? I was ready to try something else out. You know, go go work for someone else. But um, I, I I had a gut feeling that they were getting ready to take a goalie, and I kind of I knew I knew Painty was sitting behind me. And I looked back at him. He just locks eyes with me and i'm like ah okay and then he starts waving me over and i'm like as soon, oh, as, soon, to get as, soon as they wave <laughs> as soon as like you're not gonna wave him over and then be like nah bro we're not gonna <laughs> right. take you so it's like i'm just like okay put cone up on the board and mm-hmm. kind of it kind of worked out and it then felt he, like it was meant to be and then he let me go up there and make my own picks so that yeah. was kind of fun but i think they have a great team um i think i think it's a team that's probably not gonna go out there and just you know like the like the whalers last year where it's like you know, I gotta start every game with with a, with two points just to stand a chance with these guys. I, but I think they're gonna go out there and, and probably have a chance to win every week. Yeah, I didn't like. I, I will say as much as I love Eric Lapudre, I thought that was a little early for. I thought there were some better defenseman options than 
then I thought that was a little, I mean, he, Eric was like kind of, you have your first wave of defensemen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know Edge is playing four this year, but you got your Edge, your Matt Lapoudre, your Ruble, you know, and then, then you have like a, and I agree with Piercy and everybody. Like there's just, we went from having no defensemen to just like a girth of too many fifth, sixth, seventh round defensemen <laughs> that are all very similar. So, yeah. um, so for Eric to be kind of the first of that second wave off the board, I thought was a little bit too early, but like, I probably would have taken maybe a, a shepherd in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever, but so, uh, but so it's not going to hurt you. Playing goalie now, now that I get to be the goalie for that team, that's in those positions. Probably, if if I would have been in in the Deeks war room, I would have been in Panny's ear trying to grab those guys, right? Because there's certain yeah. guys I'd like to have playing in front of me. Yeah, I trust them. I know what they're going to do. They're going to show yeah. up every week. That that's the big thing with the number one ranking that I don't know if I can agree with. I don't know who my number like like Troy was saying. There's so many teams that are close together. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to say. But when I'm looking at in my mind, Eric Lapudre, Suokis, Coach Brandon, Drager. I see that as a possible issue at defense. And I don't I don't know Brandon to be fair. Yeah. I'm thinking of him as you I don't, know that I seventh think, round I think guy. You're right. I think it, it I, could but they do have like they could play Alan Z could go back if it mm-hmm. doesn't work. And then you could put, you know, like Coach Brandon. Coach Brandon's gonna be okay. He's not great. I agree with you. Like yeah. if they it, I, I don't think that's like this awesome decor, but it, I look at the Whalers last year. Yeah. Their four like forwards carried their the forwards way. were like they're just a boring D, mm-hmm. and because they have good forwards, they don't have to be great. Yeah. Um, and you got to look at the two guys that they're planning to have center, yeah. playing center, Chris Taylor and, and Florano. Yeah. Both those guys are basically having like having a third defenseman out there. Yeah. They're amazing back checkers. Yeah, John's one of the hardest back checkers. You they know. just don't have a guy that's gonna like you know, rush the puck, make that first breakout pass, but they're not going to get burnt. They're just boringly kind of solid. So hey, oh yeah. dump, the lo- puck into lo- the, dump, dump the puck into the center and let, let well, it's, Proctor take exactly. away. And it's worked for That's, them before. I mean, Panny, <laughs> Panny, like he's predictable. He chucks it up the board, but it's yeah. like, then you got Proctor out there just floating. Chip, chip. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah. But I agree. Like, I, I mean, I had to put somebody number one yeah. and it was the day after and I put him there, but it's like... And you know what, a guy, I don't, I don't know what he's doing to improve his shot. Maybe he's doing nothing and it's just all coming together. But Alan Z has, has really developed that little, not not a wrist shot, not quite a yeah. full full wind-up slap shot, just that court, you know, that yep. three-quarter oh, swing. Alan Z's got a hell of a shot. That's not yeah. what he needs to work on. That's where we, halfway through the year, three-quarters of the year, we put him at four and he starts scoring left, yeah. right, left, right. And he doesn't do it by making a bunch of moves. He just uh, kind of comes no, in. No, he's like, he's got from the top, on the top of the, yeah. the circle, he just rips it mm-hmm. in that corner and the goalie can't stop it. Yep. But let's move on to the North Stars. Um, so first round pick, we have Fister, followed by Ruble, uh, Rattler, we got Chad, Troy, Lee, Pellet, Bauer, Gibb, Ty, and Riley. So uh, my big surprise looking at that was second round pick, Ruble. I mean, he actually, last year, he was um, pretty low on me and Doug's board where we were probably never going to draft him. But last year, watching him play, watching what he did to Matt Taylor, Mm-hmm. And then also playing with him on the Cape Falks, he moved up our board a ton. But is that too early for a defenseman? Well, it's like the the problem is we lost with losing Suits and Drake. There weren't like we were. I didn't as much as I love being in number three for the first round. Mm-hmm. There was no like unless like unless Pete or Ben or Judge like kind of slipped to us. Like who like. 
I kind of wanted to take a forward there, but it's like, is Ratliff like good enough to take in the second? Ratliff's historically been slot him in there, third round mm-hmm. grinder, and yeah. I, he's been awesome at that. So it's like, does he bump up to the second round? Like I consider J Flow possibly if we went forward or Chris Taylor, you know. But I didn't see any of these, you know. I, I didn't, and I don't know. It's like we could have. I didn't know who we were gonna take until the day of because I didn't know who was gonna fall. Um, and I just we we really liked Ruble, and I thought that there was a better better chance of. I didn't have much differentiation between Chris Taylor, J Flow, and Ratliff, mm-hmm. so I just figured we'd get one of those guys yeah. around, and then it yep. wound up being Ratliff. But if we would have gotten if we would have gotten J Flow, and we kind of wanted Rattler, and I figured the Deeks would take J Flow because he's kind of their boy, so mm-hmm. kind of thought that, and I thought the Whalers would take Chris Taylor, so I thought uh, my best chance of getting Rattler. I have a better chance of getting Rattler in the third round than Ruble in the third round. Yeah. And it just kind of worked out that way. But yeah, it's a little high for him. Um, I could, we had Matt LaPoudre last year and he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but it I, helps I, when you have that one defenseman that can just yeah. break out the puck no matter what. And I, and, but I think, I think we just like, we had Ruble the year before. I mean, they're like, it's, they're like this close, but I feel like Ruble, I don't, I think it's kind of just like league knowledge. I feel like he scores a little bit more than he had a nice coast to coast on me last yeah. week. So I don't know, but we could have taken Matt Lapudre there too. But we went with Ruble and uh, and then Ratliff. So at pick forty, you guys took Lee. I was what, ast- what was the thought there? I was ecstatic um, when he fell. Well, first of all, because he walked. I don't I don't know anything about the guy other yeah. than other than what was posted in the Ivory Tower. But when it, when we got to that point, my options were Lee, Sukis, Sikorsky, uh, Coach Brandon, Pellet. So. I know what those guys are, you know, and there's no there's no scenario where Sukas is going to jump be a one of being a fourth round player. Mm-hmm. There's no scenario where Sikorsky is going to be a fourth round player. But Lee, from reading his bio, um, he played hockey growing up as a kid. He said through Pee Wee's or something like that. So and then he played college lacrosse. OK, and so took he's a an break athlete. From hockey. Yeah. So he played hockey growing up. He's an athlete. Uh, he looked like he was in, you know, he looked like a hockey player. So I figure yeah. there's, I don't see a scenario where it's like, oh my God, this guy sucks. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance, I'm not saying it will, but like there's a chance he has upside, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not taking anything away from Sukas or Sikorsky because they're both good players, but they don't, you know what they are. They've been in the league long enough. It's like, and right. honestly, we, uh, so after we took Q-tip and we were looking who was available we thought it was going to be gone. And you're looking at him. So we actually, Doug, went over and talked to Manny yep. and Lee to try to get some more backstory. Yeah. But then it was like, wait, it's still there? Yeah. So we pulled the trigger on there. But he was probably our other consideration at that point. And according to Doug, he's like, he seemed fired up. He seemed yeah. good. Oh, he, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he showed, he showed up. He fit right in. It's like to, to know nobody other than a couple guys. So I'm really excited about Lee. And to be honest with you, the way Whoop had a boner for Jason, you know, like the new guy, I thought for sure that the Seals were going to take Lee. Because yeah. Todd kind of known. I, so when he ran up there and took Joe Ellis, I was, I was literally in my mind. I was like, fuck yeah. You know, because um, we also needed a defenseman. So and so we'll see. So I'm excited about that pick. And then I like, you know, Pellet in years past was just kind of a grindy forward, but he proved this year with the Tigers that he can play D and be serviceable. And then we made that trade to jump up and get Bauer, you know, so pretty happy with how. And then Gibb, we got Gibb very late, you know, and Gibb is a guy similar to Neville, you know, that we could, if you can put your last pick, you know, at D, 
and then that frees things up. So we'll see how it goes. But overall, pretty happy. And then Riley, you know, Riley's been a North Star now for, you know, we traded for him. He won a keg, was with us last year. Um, I, he shows up every week, no drama. We are happy to, we are happy to get Riley again. So you guys would have had the 54th pick. Instead, you jumped up to the 49th pick to get Bauer. What was your thinking there? Did you think he wasn't going to be available? Was that enough to give up? Not enough to give up? Like, what were your thinking behind that? Because I was kind of surprised to trade in the middle of the draft. Was not anticipating that. But when they, so they were at that pick, and they had to take Crunk. So they only had, we had, they had the Americans, and then the Maroons, you guys, I think, were locked in, correct, with your, with Piercy. And so we had the, and then the Tigers had a pick. And then the seals had a pick, so I when they were and I wasn't anticipating to make the trade, but they were really hemming and hawing at that. Did point. they approach you or did you no, approach them? No, I saw them hemming and hawing. I thought they. I know that Antioch, I think, wanted to take Manny, but math to me, the it, I thought in my mock drafts that the Americans would take Manny, and then I had Math and Bauer as the last two defensemen available. Not bad. And then. I love both. I would have been happy mm-hmm. with both of those guys. And then that left us with Weaver. And and I was gonna I was gonna take Weaver. And I but I think Weaver, even though he's a team guy and says that he will play D, it's like I think he's happier. He playing. wants to he'd be a forward. Exactly. Type of guy. Yeah. exactly. So when I saw them hemming and hawing, I'm like, hey, if you don't know who you want to take here, we'll flop picks. You can get Manny. You know, Manny will be there with our pick. And then I was happy to get Bauer because he, because a he's turned out to be a serviceable defenseman, and let's face it, the North Stars are a unique team. You know, I'm overly intense, and and so Bauer completely <laughs> embraced being a North Star. You know, so I want guys that you know. So he, I was ecstatic to get Bauer, and then they, and then it worked out well for them because then they wound up not taking Manny because the Seals took Manny, but so they wound up getting Kayla. Right. And then they wound up getting Weaver. Then they got our, they moved up and got Weaver in the 10th round, which I thought was really great value for Weaver. So I thought that Excellent. trade actually worked out well for them. Mm-hmm. And then we got Gibb instead of like, we probably would have, you know, had we stayed there, we probably would have gotten like a Drago, you mm-hmm. know, and I love Drago. So was it just me or was it the Americans and Tigers taking the most time between picks? That's what I said. I mean, all, and does that, flow. does that mean they weren't prepared or they were just, really thinking about all their options i can't imagine skillman not being prepared you know that just for the amount of effort he puts into it but i don't know if it's just like dissension amongst the two of them and i don't know or just being super careful or maybe the waitress weighing out all the (laughs) options yeah right but you're right the america those two teams were definitely the slowest yeah Mm -hmm. i I don't know how other teams do it but i know me and doug you know i went over to doug's house we went through all the options we kind of oh we first we kind of rank ourselves We've actually been pretty aligned on most guys overall, but then it's like we meet up, we talk about stuff, we kind of hash things out and like, okay, let's get our alignment kind of, so we try to be like, that's what Panny and I used to here's do, right? where, Here's where we're going. Like we try anything to develop happens, like we a got strategy, our board. right? And it's like, okay, well, I mean, despite, here's why I want to take a despite their, despite their strong, strong bond based on being on the Americans together, I don't think Skillman and Ryan Allen were meeting together at their houses for their pregame prep. So maybe they were having their dissension, not dissension, but maybe they were hashing it out on the fly. It's the only thing I can think of. I know Crunk and Antioch were definitely like, they, they weren't just like chilling, having beers. I mean, they were really hemming and hawing on some of their picks, not all of them, but is what it is. But anyways, North they, Stars are, you know, 
We're in the mix. I feel like we're yeah. in the mix. Absolutely. So we'll move on to the seals then. Uh, we have uh, Shawnee, Pete, uh, Jason Dale, Jason Wells, Rakowski. We got Joe Ellis, Leroy, Manny. We got Todd, Jim Ellis, and Ryan Z. So uh, very interesting team here. I think the big pick here is going to be third rounder Jason Dale. Potentially, right? It seemed similar what Troy was just talking about, right? Will he end up being, you know, you're drafting without knowing what you're getting, right? So you know you're at least getting a guy who's going to score a couple goals, but he could be a second rounder next year, right? And that was kind of last year with the Deeks when we took Drake. I think if Drake was still in this league, he probably would have been a first rounder this year when we took him in the second last year. So it's a risk you take. Um, it's Shawnee and then Pete, you said, right? Yeah, Shawnee Pete. I, th- I think the big thing with Jason is when I saw him skate, I had him slightly above a brawny. Oh. Wh- which oh. isn't quite a Jason Dale, but from his background, sounds like he could improve, you know, to be in that third round. I don't know. But it, ca- it kind of felt like, to me, third round was his upside, so... Mm-hmm. Right. And there was also the thing of, you know, kind of looking at their draft, thinking like, okay, that fourth round pick by the Whalers is kind of like, that's that Jason, like, that's where he's going. It's almost like the Rakowski pick last year. Like, Mm -hmm. me and Doug, like, Doug's like, I know him. He fits here. Mm -hmm. We're going to do, you know, the Allen Z, the Rakowski type pick. It felt like that's where he was, like, primed to go Mm -hmm. in that pick range. But then... I was just surprised in, you know, the Joe Ellis pick, you know, he's one of those guys where sometimes you get to give him the puck. He's like an Allen Z guy. Mm-hmm. He's got a great, he's got wrestler. a great fucking shot. Mm-hmm. He'll put it in the net. Mm-hmm. He does miss a quite a bit of games type of thing. So yeah. my biggest concerns with that team right now is, you know, obviously Pete, it seems like Pete is going to, Pete's going to be in the, league. he's going to oh, be in the league. Oh yeah. Yep. And you know, one of the things he'll pull his kid right out of Birmingham. We'll put him into <laughs> put him into Royal Oak or something. Well, one of the things that I think partially Pete, you know, obviously there's a lot of ego when it comes to the draft of like the higher I get drafted, the better I am, the better right. I look, type of thing. But Pete's a smart guy. And he knows the, the lower I get, I the lower I get drafted, probably the better my team's gonna be. But yeah. he was like kind of like and anti- he'll get, get to sub a lot. He's gonna yeah. sub a ton this year. In the second round. E- yeah, exactly. Absolutely. But part of it was almost like, you know, he's almost just like don't draft me. It's mm-hmm. just like, you're acting that way. You acting like you don't want us to draft you. Do I want to pick you? If you're going to be anti us drafting you right. like not, not a whole lot when we have a guy who's kind of like right in your range type of thing. We'll, we'll go with the other guy. We want a happy locker room. We want guys that want to be on our team type of thing. So there's that, but obviously the Jason Dale is going to be the big pick for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I was planning on taking Jason Dale in the fourth round. Um, just from what I saw from him, because I thought similar to Hughes, it's like he's not going to hurt me there, and he might have some upside. Where where they took him, like there's no like there's no upside. Um, I think he'll be fine there. I don't yeah. think he's going to hurt him. But they took him so high that's like basically they're taking like the best case scenario. Right. So they're hoping they, for the best. Yeah. yeah. So, but it didn't really. I mean, I I don't think it really hurt him. Because they wound up, I think the Rutkowski falling to them in the fifth was a very nice deal. Jason Wells, I think, 
is going to have a kind of a bounce back year. I think he was just kind of lost on the Amer- the Americans mm-hmm. were such a shit show. Like mm-hmm. they just couldn't get any. There was no. They couldn't get any chemistry going. But he's got some sandpaper to him. Yep. So I think he'll work out well. I was, I was probably. If the Seals took, I thought the Seals would take that Jadeson Dale in the fourth round. So we were probably going to take Wells, um, but then we wound up with Chad. But the Rutkowski pick was good. The Joe Ellis one, we'll see. But again, I've with Whoop being able to play defense, the Seals have that that luxury of having a line mm-hmm. with three players. So if you put Joe Ellis as the third, we won a keg with Joe Ellis as the Your third, third player. Forward. Yeah. So if Joe Ellis has to be like, if it's if it's good player Joe Ellis and a bender, Joe struggles on that because mm-hmm. he's not like foot speed fast, and he needs someone else to set him up. But if you would put him with, if he's on a line with Shawnee Rutkowski and Joe Ellis, well, fuck, he's gonna have a great year. Yeah. So if I don't love that Joe Ellis pick for most teams, but the Seals kind of have that luxury where I think he'll be. Good. Yeah. And then they got Leroy. Don't you know the only good thing, you know, for the rest of the league is like, you know, Ryan Z, like he played awesome in the playoffs because he brought his kid to every game, but in regular <laughs> regular season, Ryan Z was just average, you know. So So how did you guys establish the Shawnee pick? Was that part of the lottery and then wherever they went in the no, first No, we round assigned or? him. You know, in previous years we've always assigned Shawnee to kind of the fifth, sixth, or seventh, but uh, it's a combination of him continuing to get fucking better. Yeah, and then with no suits, you know, um, not that Drake was a first rounder, but with suits dropping and him just getting better, it's like there's no way if if Shawnee was in the draft, there's no way he goes later than fourth. So yeah. we just slot him at fourth. And then with them, you know, Pete, you know, falling to them in the second, it's mm-hmm. like he's just it really worked out just as if he would normally he'd be in the seventh round and, and he gets that's, Serta and that's what I'm saying. Know, this now. is kind of scary because this has like flashbacks of him and him and Pauly playing together, I right? Know. It's it, it could be dangerous. They're gonna. I look at the. It's like we're going in. It's like Shawnee. Here, Shawnee is like. Yeah. I mean, he he's only gotten better. Like that. It's crazy. Pauly scored on oh, you. Oh, like, sick. The fuck. So now he was always a hard worker. Now he's got you know. Now he's got the, the hands to match. Yeah. So. When there when there's a is playing a defense is a defenseman. Shawnee is. Probably one of my least favorites to have coming uh, at me full speed one on one. I hate playing against him because he's always going by me. He's one of the he's one of the best guys, probably the best guy in the league, and one of the better you know guys that I've ever played around that can split the defense. He just comes straight at you and splits the defense and has a little mini breakaway on the goalie. It's scary. He's very good at that. Yeah, I mean, and then again, Todd, it's like he's so fat and he's so slow, (laughs) so it's hard to justify moving him up too much, but it's like with him and, you know, him in round eight, it allowed them to, you know, do what they're, no, he, sorry, they got Todd in round nine, so then they then they get one bender in the tenth and then their goalie, so um as bad as todd is like slow and physical but he's a stay-at-home defenseman he yep. knows how to, you pair him with you know they'll pair him with their good defenseman yep. and he'll just stand there and direct traffic direct traffic and, and then they're gonna be That's your guy. Fucking awesome and who can say what he wants we should have like, moved his ass up one more round if that you throw if you throw whoop at uh if you throw Roop at right wing like he plays right wing on the cape Elks right now yeah he I love being on Whoop's line with a right wing because, like, unlike other benders, I can throw him the puck. He's going to catch the pass, and he knows exactly where to go with it. Just chips it instantly, up, gets it out of there. Yep. And that breakout instantly works. Where if you throw him there, he that value is so great right there. Mm-hmm. Where we should have moved, you him know, up. he might. 
They might not have drafted the team to allow him to play that right wing. He is so valuable there because he can do what most guys at that level can't do. But if you move him up to eight, now you're putting Panny at seven. Like that's not fair. No, I think you could keep me, him, and Panny has nowhere. That has nothing to do with it. But if it's like, well, that's always been the general rule, though, is that you can say, but you you can say what you want. Like if you look at things like me and Whoop, I'm more athletic than Whoop. I'm faster than Whoop. I'm stronger than Whoop. But Whoop's should we do a race? (laughs) Whoop's. Whoop is so much smarter as a hockey player than me. It's yeah. and his hands are so much better than me. It's not funny where it makes up that difference. Right. And it's not just about like, oh, if you look at things like who can run a 50-yard dash faster, mm. who's can lift more weights, or blah, 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 blah. That's not what hockey's about. No. As the Whoop. draft was going on, I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> like, here we fucking go again. You know, because it's like so yeah, they're gonna be fucking good again because they just they don't have any bad skaters. You know, it's like but they have one. If you look at every who's moment, their last round pick, Jim, Jim Ellis, Ellis. That's it. So huh. they have one, but most teams have two. Like right. they don't have like look at you know I don't know. So we'll see. And but Whoop they, is the goalie whisperer. So yeah. expect Allen Z to have another great season. So let's go or, on sorry, to the Ryan Tigers. Then so we have uh, Andy Fem, kind of surprise of the draft. We have Ben Skillman, Kimmel, Shepard, Turnbull. Uh, Hawk, Math, uh, Drago, Ryan Allen, and Hedis. Uh, Troy, we'll start out with you on this team. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, last year the Tigers got a gift with Skillman in the fourth round, so he was more appropriately placed. Um, so I thought they were kind of set up, uh, you know, to be okay. They didn't have an inherent advantage or disadvantage. Um, that fem pick, you know, Fem was very good for them last year. So that didn't shock me, you know. Um, Do I think Sugar should have been drafted? Yeah, but I get why they did Fem. Then they had a chance to take Pete, and they passed over him for Ben. That was a little surprising because Pete has been good for the Tigers when he subbed for them. But all that being said, as the draft was going, I wasn't in love with their draft. But then when you look at it, they're going to have Skillman and Fem. And then they're going to have Ben and Kimmel, who were great for us mm-hmm. last year. Um, and they can play Ben and Kimmel on the second line like we did. And, yep. they, and they were very productive on the second line, instant chemistry. And then they're actually built similar. They don't have, like, the Proctor superstar, but I feel like they're built similar to the Deeks. They have their two they, – they got their two lines. Mm-hmm. With their, and, then they, and then at the end, they got Ryan Allen and, and Drago playing kind of the bender, you know, right wing bender. The, yep. And then they got Fem and Skillman, Ben and Kimmel, and then four boring, you know, I don't mean that in a bit, you know, Shepard's better than boring, but you got Shepard, Turnbull, Hawk, and Math. So they got no, four. No crazy defenseman that's yeah. like, oh, this guy's just going to go yeah, there. But no bad one. You know, you know, but when, no bad one either. Yeah, yeah. When Math's your worst defenseman, you're, yeah, take you're, that all day. In, you're in great shape. Mm-hmm. And then they got, again, with that, that last round lotto, like getting Hedis to, you know, Getting mm-hmm. Hedis as what the fourth goalie taken mm-hmm. or fifth, fourth That's or crazy. Fifth. No, fourth goalie taken. Like they're gonna be fucking. They're gonna be a tough team to play against. Mm-hmm. So again, like they're another. They're another really good team. They just don't. What they don't have is just like a top end sniper. You know that every like if they struggle, it's gonna be because they don't score enough goals. Someone that can go out every shift and yeah can can because Andy is, Fem, a, is Andy a chance Fem of scoring is a goal. like. You can count on Andy Fem for his hard work, yeah. short shifts, great guy, and he's got a big shot. But yeah. he's not like, but he's not like this crafty stick handler that's going to get a ton of breakaways. So they, if if they struggle, I think it'll be because they 
they don't have the you know that elite that score. Eight, yeah, elite score. So the Tigers are my team as of right now to miss the playoffs. Yeah. I think Fem's an awesome Scoring's pl- at a premium. Fem's yeah. an awesome player, but I do think if you put him on a line by himself, he's not gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. And you know, he like you said, he's one of the things where he's fast, he fucking hustles, short shifts, all of that is fucking awesome. But mm-hmm. like, you know, you get a bunch of guys in his face, almost like the whole the Proctor rule, the dessert <laughs> storm, anything like <laughs> that. He's storm. he's gonna struggle. Ben's a guy you need to, you know, put him on a line where he's either a you know the B or the one yeah. you know the one B type of guy, you know, type of thing. You know, Skillman finally probably got where he deserved to be as far yeah. as a keeper pick. So it's funny because Skillman was talking about, oh, I'm blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I take, you know, look who the guys are on. Like, I take Skillman over, over Peso. Yeah. I take Skillman over Turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying he's a great value, but I think he's right where he, if you put him in the draft, I think he'd go right about there. Yeah. You know? Their defensemen aren't bad, but then there's also the Hedis factor. Hedis is not going to be back at the beginning of the year, from what I understand. Right. He's also going through physical therapy mm-hmm. and supposed to be getting an MRI on his knee. Mm-hmm. That scares the hell out of me. So if I have to pick a team right now that's not going to make the playoffs, it's going to be the Tigers. Because for playing, all I know is there could be some damage in Hedis's knee yeah. and they have to sub down mm-hmm. all year mm-hmm. and screw themselves. So we'll see. I mean, we'll I I mean say last, he's, he's going to have a couple of Mike's hards and he's going to yeah. be just fine. You know? We'll see. I mean, they sub, they'll sub down to Cam or, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I will say that last year was kind of like Femme and Skillman were their shutdown line, like right. shut down Matt Taylor, and then Fister Judge. Got to score the goals. And Fister, that's a pretty dynamic yeah, duo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I, Judge, uh, Ben and Kimmel were great for us, yeah. but they're probably, you know, no one, it's not Fister, you know, so, so we'll see. Yeah. All that being said, like we had those assholes down, you know, like we should have beat, you know, we had the Tigers, like we were right there with them and boom, boom, boom. So who knows? We'll see. I, but Skillman is, you know, he's been, I think he figures, you know, Skillman puts a lot of thought into it mm-hmm. and I wouldn't bet against, I wouldn't bet against, I, I hear what you're saying. It wouldn't like shock me if they missed the playoffs, but I think they're in. Well, it's also one of the things where I think, I agree with you. There's not like, I think it was last year. It was like, oh, the Americans, like that's that's the team right there, or the one year the Ducks. That's the team right there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, but if I have to pick yeah. a team as one of right team now, will miss the playoffs. Yeah, the Tigers are that team. But if they make the playoffs, is going to surprise me. No, mm-hmm. but that's my pick as as of today. So yeah. um, we've already done the Maroons. So let's move on to our last team of the night, the Americans. So we have a uh, Captain Jack Serta. Judge Antioch, Dave P, Simonelli, Brawny, Kayla, Crunk, Weaver, Guma, and we have Big Cat Charles Mackey. So we'll the go over cat. to Cone first. Thoughts on the team? Um, like I said, it was a little, little sauced up over there at uh, 24 seconds, and I made a bet with with Big Cat. And I think if he he scores a goal on me this season, then and I have to buy him a round of golf and vice versa. So we'll, we'll probably see. bang one and off. And that's, not, that's what I'm thinking. But how many times? But how many games? How many times? You play everybody. Is there four rotations? There's only four rotations. I only yeah. have to stop them four that's times. True. So, I mean, well, 
does it count if he's a sub? I mean, you know. Oh, you, I, we should have clarified that. Yeah. You're right. I don't think that should count. I think it has to be for your so for you his four, team. Four games. I'd say you're the favorite in that bet. But I thought so, But too. it wouldn't be shocking if he did. So. Oh, Maki, I like Shepard Tallow. It's a good course. Yeah. Um, I I think they're a good team. Uh, two two guys that, that they drafted on defense, the two guys I always really like playing with is uh, uh, Bronny and, and Simmer. Those are both. So I think that's, when you're looking at the, the, at the team that has a good defense, I think they have a really good defense. Yeah, playing in front of a really good, they play, if they playing play in front together. of a really good goalie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It'll be interesting if they play the old the two old guy two old chemistry guys together. Yeah. Um obviously the way it fell, you know, they're sitting there at seven. So Serta Serta's not a surprise there. Um mm-hmm. I it, it's interesting how things change. If you recall two years ago, oh the fucking Nordiques handed the North Stars the K because what was the trade? Pete for Judge, right? right? That was the trade that gave us the keg. Right. And we're sitting here and the Americans have the opportunity to take Pete and they take Judge. Yep. That was definitely a crunk pick, you know, because mm-hmm. you know from the spring, like crunk is very high on Judge. Yep. Um, I'm I would rather take Pete because I think he's a more consistent worker. Mm-hmm. You know, Judge is a little flashier. So that pick could come back to haunt them. And then of course, the Dave P pick. I mean, that's the that was the shot heard around the world. That you was know. a shocking pick yeah. right there. Now, I will say again, if Dave P had not rebranded himself as a defenseman, right. he would have fallen all the way to the end of the fourth, beginning of the fifth, because he just, as much as we all love Dave P, he just doesn't fucking score. So it's like, what's the point? You can have the puck the whole fucking night. If you don't score, who gives a shit? If you look at Dave P's stats last year, mm-hmm. he played on the second, the second line. They played... Turtle and Taylor together on the mm-hmm. top year, top line, they scored a thousand goals. Right. Dave P played on the second line with Trent and he scored one goal. That's the crazy. Whole fucking year. That's yeah. insanity. Right. That's horrible. Right. Um, so I know the plan is to play him as a defenseman. So that makes it a little bit more understandable. Um, but is he a better defenseman than Alan Z? Is he a better defenseman than Chad? Is he a better defenseman than Wells? McShannock? I don't know. And then you throw the curse in there. So I love Dave P. I think that was another crunk pick, right? Yeah. He's, he's on the spring team and, and he's been doing really good on defense, yeah. man. I've, we'll I've see. Been I mean, comfortable I, and with we Davey all love back Dave there. P. Yeah. I Let's love. face facts, though. Dave P, he's a little man. He's easy to push around. He's light. Dude, but he's yeah. gritty, man. He's really yeah. gritty. So we'll see. Yeah, so, you know you know what? My my uh, second cousin who's six months old is pretty gritty, too. But it doesn't mean uh, I can't just go boom and push yeah. them around. They did. And then they were the first team. They took Caleb. Pretty freaking early. They, they took, did. So they had the, their goalie in mind, the, and they wanted them. Yeah, and, they and, them. The, and the penalty for that is that. Um, oh, that was part of the trade. So that they, they, but okay, they would have. So they could have taken. You know, like maybe a, they wouldn't have done it if it yeah, wasn't for the trade. Yeah. So they if they if they stay there, they take a Maff or a Bauer, and it gives them another de, you know another defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but because of that trade, they end up with they have a Weaver, Gumma, and Simaki. So that I feel like they are one kind of forward. When I was doing their projected lines, like their second line was like a Weaver. Even with Judge at forward, um, you put let's just say you put Serta and Antioch together. You got Dave P on D, Alan Simonelli on D, Brawny on D. So their second line was Judge and Weaver, you know, mm-hmm. and and Weaver is, you know, Weaver is a guy like a Jim Ellis. If he's your third forward right. bonus land, 
Right. If he's your second forward, I think that's asking too much out of him. But so, I think you're going to struggle to get past that defense to even get a shot on Kayla, who's a great goalie. Yeah. So we'll see. Like, I think they're going to be a very low scoring, a lot of one, one nothing, two to one games. Yeah. If it, I but if I had to pick my one team that is missing the playoffs, it's the Americans. Just because of because I think, score. I think they're one forward short. Yep. In doing their in doing the so the only way to rectify that would be to um, I get, the only way to rectify that would be the only logical player to move up to forward is Dave P. Mm-hmm. Then you have Judge and Dave P. And we know, <laughs> and they're pretty and, much the same and, player. And Dave P. doesn't score, so yeah. it's like so. Or I, you can always work on a trade, right? Yeah, to find that, a team that, oh, that, that's course. struggling at defense, yep. right? We just went over a couple teams where you're like, oh, they don't really have yeah. a flashy defenseman. Yeah. You, you, you dangle a Simmer yeah. or a Brawny in yeah. front of them, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm like, I try to make this very, very clear. I do not like. I thought two years ago, clear as day, after the draft, I'm like, the Ducks are going to fucking suck. Mm-hmm. And I said that, and I was right. And I, so if I thought the Americans were going to suck, I would say the Americans are going to fucking suck. I don't think they're going to suck. But if I have to pick one team based on what I'm looking at, I think they're the one team that misses the playoffs. But we'll see. You know, that's the problem with recording these things. You know, <laughs> fucking whoop will pull it out yeah, of the oh, fucking yeah. thing and make you, you know, like, you know, very easy, you know, mm-hmm. very easy to, after the fact, you right. know, come I, I said that, didn't I? Didn't you hear me say yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. But that's my one. If That's my one team that'll miss the playoffs is the Americans. You know, the one, the again, one thing about again, you're saying about... we might have to talk about relegation. Mm-hmm. The one thing you're saying about recording these things, you have to have the guts to actually go out on a limb that's and say saying. who's going to do stuff. Where you have someone like Whoop who's like, oh, head is, or no, actually, he accused Piercy of uh, yeah. shitting on him when it was head is, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, that's what that's one of the things with the podcast. It's like, oh, you guys have to do the podcast more, 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 more. But then it's like, okay, me and Troy are in. Cone jumped in late. DP bails on us. It's like, yeah. nobody else wants to do it. It's like, okay, yeah, it's it's back to. Piercy's got to do it all and, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I think the Americans, in my mind, are the – they were number six team yeah. type of thing. Uh, the goal- They did have a tough – they had a tough draft. I mean, it was nice getting Antioch in the third, but they were, you know, they didn't have the luxury of sugar falling to them, you know. So it's like they're mm-hmm. – if they go chalk, they have – but if they went chalk, they'd have Serta, Pete, Antioch. And then Kimmel, like, yeah. if the, you know, that's a nice top four. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, sprinkles just a slightly different way. So well, that, that was the thing with the Americans. And then like, you have that born, like, they could have, if they just followed chalk, they could have had Serta, Pete, Antioch, Kimmel, and then the same then decor. A four, then, a, then a decor of Simonelli, Braunscheidel, Math, and, you know, Math and Crunk, and they would have been in good shape. And then, and then Weaver as your, bender defenseman or bender third forward third like, forward on the second line and i'm like holy fuck these guys got something going so yeah. I do, well, when I do you're, think when you're talking about that bit. though like when i'm looking at it like antioch's a fucking steal at the third round like mm-hmm. realistically like i don't know if we would have went edge like antioch there but we would have had some serious consideration at antioch instead of edge yeah mm-hmm. we would have considered it like when then all of a sudden you say you go all the way back instead of nine to 21 for Antioch, like mm-hmm. that should set up the Americans. He's got, he's got big that, time. That I really, I think it was, a, I just think it was a couple there. The, again, the margins are this close. So I, I don't, I think it was like that, 
the judge pick I don't love and the Dave P pick I don't love. And if they would have tweaked these things a little bit, but so but, I, I but like, Serta I like, and Antioch, if so, they play together, I mean, that should be great because Serta will Serta's work his ass off. Right. Antioch will slow, float in the high slot and yeah. he'll, he'll do great. And Serta's a great passer put, to get him that puck. Yeah. Too. But that second line, Judge Weaver, Charles Maki. So I haven't, well, I haven't talked a up, score goal, you know. yeah. I haven't <laughs> talked a bunch about it, but like the Antioch is great. I like that. I actually like the judge pick. Like that was someone that we were looking at possibly as a second round guy. Uh, Dave P. I'm just I can't justify that. Like we talked about before, there's a lot of mid round defensemen. Like if you're gonna play him at defenseman, I can't justify that there. Simonelli can say all he wants. Me and him were joking around, and I kept saying, "You're moving up. You're moving up. You're moving up." He's like, "No, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no." Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's going 35. I told him mm-hmm. that's got to be way too high for him. Bronny's a good pick. He brings, the, go pre- the, first- he brings the pretzels to the locker rooms and donuts from his kids' uh, Simmer, work. Simmer's just—he's craft. He's—he's a—he's a, he's a tall guy, yeah. you know, and he's so he's he's tough to get around yeah. and then he's like he carries the puck more than you think you know he mm-hmm. carries it up and he knows kind of so yeah he moved up i mean i knew he was moving up i put him up i think i had him there in all my mocks it's yeah. like because because he, he's a good he's boring he's good he's reliable and he's an awesome guy right so in the first goalie in a draft is always risky because mm-hmm. kayla he was a maroon last year yeah. we loved having him on his team we thought we got a great value out of him yeah, he's a good goalie but, you know, saying, you know, he went 54, I think you were second, you went 58, mm-hmm. four rounds difference, eh. but then all of a sudden you go to our the, the next goalie, which, let's see, we have 54. That's Pongrazi, 71. That's a huge difference all of a sudden. Like, yeah. can you justify, like, that many picks between the goalies? I guess we'll find out. Well, because they were at the... They were at a bookend, right? And they like like we were yeah. talking earlier. They didn't want to risk going all the way back around the snake, and then you know they had a guy in mind that they wanted to take a certain goalie, and they grabbed him. And that's where the Maroons, when we were looking at, we try to go through as many scenarios as we can, mm-hmm. and it was just like, okay, the difference between, you know, if we do sixty five as a goalie versus seventy one as a goalie, like who are those two guys? And trying to like add up our value was just like. As much as we'd love a little, you know, a goalie, whatever. Actually, the probably the difference was like where we ended up wasn't even that much difference. Mm-hmm. Like we're like we can't justify like not going goalie in the eleventh round. I think sometimes it really does when 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 the boys in front of in front of the goalie feel comfortable with them, and they feel that you know they in in a situation they could pinch or they could you know maybe let up a breakaway because they were you know. Trying, trying to force the situation offensively, trying to score a goal because they trust you on the back end. The team just plays better in front of you, right? So it just depends on a GM if, if you're concerned about that or not, or if you can kind of set that aside or, you know. It's tough, though, because we, you know, Kayla was fucking awesome, awesome last year. Dylan yeah. was awesome as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was me, Doug, Myers at the end. And, you know, a lot of times edge mm-hmm. like type of thing. But, you know, one of those lines was a little weaker type of thing. So it was just like. It's tough. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I felt we felt like sometimes like Lucy and Doug, we probably were not giving Kayla support he needed. Right. Type of thing. And like, plus we were losing games like two one, you know, we'd be up by a goal and give up like 
a late goal in the third to go to overtime and lose the overtime or win the oh, overtime right. type of things. Yep. Like it's tough because we feel like we weren't doing our goalie. Ju- we weren't justifying our goalie's ability mm-hmm. in those situations. Because you weren't getting enough goals in the net. Yeah. Right. It's all about run support. Yeah. It's like, oh, what is it? DeGrom or whatever on the Mets. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's got a 1.4, 1.5, you know, ERA. But, right. you know, he's 0-14 because, you know, the Mets are giving up two runs a game or, yeah. you know, putting in a zero runs a game when it's support. I think you're going to see an all-time low for GAA this season. I really do. Well, we lost, I mean, we lost Suits and Drake and replaced them, you know. Replaced them with lowers, and and we've built up again that that mid to late defensive uh, grouping. So I think, I I really do think it's, I think it's going to be the first team to, first team to three guarantees a win, and first team to two gives you a really good chance to to win a game, which is crazy and barely cocky. I I do believe the league is going to be slower this year just based on the people who left the league, the place they're coming in, and that might not be a... In some ways, it's a bad thing because... Laura Wilkie back. Well, the the interesting part, though, is like, that will make... As much as I said, I don't like the Whalers that much and blah, 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 but when you... That makes, like, when you have a guy like Matt Taylor... On any given night, can score three goals. Like, it might... That just makes him even that much Mm -hmm. more... Value. It's like it might not even matter, you know, because he's the only one. Like again, just say the same thing with Dave P. All the puck possession. It's like, you know, well, these other teams might be better and have a little more puck possession, but it's like if you don't fucking score, it doesn't fucking matter. And then, mm-hmm. Like that was the old Proctor. It's like when you know when we like the Nordiques. It's like you know or whoever the hell it was. It's like oh we carry the play the whole time, but then the puck squirts out and Proctor scores. It's like it's just so fucking deflating. You know, yeah. like, we've had all this zone time. <laughs> Nothing to show for it. Puck squirts out to Proctor. He fucking scores. It's like, right. motherfucker. What the <laughs> fuck? You know? So we shall see. Yeah. But it's set up to be another good. But to your point, Piercy, like what you're talking about, the Maroons, like the Maroons last year were one one forward short, I thought, and being like a really, for the difference of being a, you know, top four team or top two team. And the Americans, again, I hate to harp on it, but I feel like when you look, when you start comparing team second lines, Right. I think the Americans are one forward short on that second line. And that's the difference between like the margins are so tight. Like that's the difference. Yeah. The way I see it. And it's really a tough thing. Like not really on the agenda tonight, but eh, whatever. But like, what is the advantage versus the non-advantage of like where your draft spot is? Like essentially if everybody has a perfect draft, Mm -hmm. no matter what, where's the biggest advantage at? Yeah, well, I mean, that changes year to year because, you know, and on the format and what I mean. I kind of feel like it's three, like as of this year. Yeah. I mean, three was a good spot because I got, they still got a very high end player. And again, the North Stars have rarely been in that position. Like, I've never had a Proctor, never had a um, a Matt Taylor, never even had a Fister. You know, we've had, now the one, we did have the first pick of the draft the very first year and we took Pete, who was great, but, you know, we had never seen Proctor play, you know, but I, and you had traded your second and then the one year that we had the second year. pick, we traded it, yeah. you know, but again, if that was a, the league has, there was no Matt Taylor. There was no Fister. That right. was a, that was a Proctor and then a sugar, sugar. yeah, you know, it was so, a very clear one, a one B. Yeah. So we'll see. Now we got a C and a D. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. But, and again, the, the one, the, in a true snake draft, you know, the one, it, it like no offense to Sam Maki, but it's like 
you know, if we do the 10 rounder and you're locked in with a Sam Maki with no ability to trade out of that, you mm. know, that that's one thing. But if the last player is like, you know, if there's a Charles Maki, Jim Ellis, Justin Wright, like, I don't think that there's this big differentiate. So you got the clear best player in Matt Taylor and is Jim Ellis, C Maki, Justin Wright, you right. know, they're all, the, Andy, they're, they're all, all the same. same. So you don't get, you're not penalized, mm-hmm. you know, whereas this year, you know, Hale is, you know, we'll see, but Hale hasn't played in two years and he's, you know, 50 some years old but he's so. got these skates though so we'll he's gonna a lot of smoke out there for the we'll the, see for the but, but we didn't have that true snake so then it was guys got to choose so. i heard he's also a great beer guy in the he is awesome. we got a lot of beer snobs on yeah. the deeks this year we got panny and him and yeah. uh floreno and, and chris good. taylor and 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 i will say hale knows his like he knows his game like, he knows his role he goes yeah. to the fucking front of the net you mm-hmm. know whether it was pete you know pete shot about eight goals off his ass <laughs> that's my number one complaint with <laughs> with ty is that he doesn't go to the front of the net exactly yeah he loves to hang out in the offensive corner and be like he thinks he's like i'm refing this game what's going on he fancies himself like adam oates this big playmaker (laughs) and and ty whereas ty is good at compared to some of the late round guys is like in that neutral zone making the cross ice pass Mm -hmm. like he's good he's better than his contemporaries in the neutral zone and being an outlet Mm -hmm. but then it's like you are a tenth. You're not gonna fucking deke anybody. Just plant your three hundred pounds. You you know plant yourself in yep. front of the fucking net and make a mess. Wide like that's what Charles and, does. That's yeah. what Hale does. Yeah. And if Ty did that, he'd score a lot more goals. He would, but yeah. he refuses to do it. I don't mm-hmm. know why. And the handful of times that he does, he's had some results. But, yep. Oh well. Well, is coach him is. up. Yeah, but yeah, he won't work. Yeah. <laughs> so if we had to wrap this up, I'm gonna start with you, Cone. Who's missing the playoffs this year? Probably the Americans. Lack of scoring. And I've already said the Americans. I think I'm going, I think I said the Tigers. You did. You did. Yeah. And we'll start with Troy so, this I, time. I should say it's lack of secondary scoring for the record. It's yeah. not, you know, they got guys that can obviously put the puck in the net. I'm not concerned about that. And who's winning the cup or the keg? Sorry, keg. I'll give you, I think it'll be. Say this, but I feel it'll be a North Star Seals final. God, I, I fucking hate that. I don't want the Seals to be in the finals. No, take that back. <laughs> God, no, because I, I don't know if they're going to be able to. We're going to go old school North Stars, Nordiques. I was thinking the same thing. I was really thinking we're going to get a repeat of that, and I think it's going to be another low scoring battle. Okay, I will go a little bit different. I'm going to say the Whalers and the Maroons. Well, you have to. You guys have a great squad as well. So, I, you know, I like I, it. Yeah. I think that like, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. You know? I think we talked about it. I think, you know, obviously Edges are kind of a dark, dark horse, but mm-hmm. if he's, you know, he put up double digit goals last year, mm-hmm. if he does it again plus a little bit more because he's playing forward all the time. Yeah. Like I said, I don't want to play you guys. You guys got a lot of that. that, that we got a lot of grit. Yeah. We I got a lot of toughness. We'll probably to have a lot Q- of penalties. Yeah. I can't wait to have Q-tip crash in the net on me all, all I season. I feel like the, the, I think you have to have, like, when push comes to shove and you need to, like, the Tigers, I think, are going to be a real solid team. They remind me of the North Stars last year. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we were really solid. We got a lot out of what we could, but we didn't have, when a push came to shove, we didn't have a bona fide goal scorer. So right when you're the, down a goal late in the third. Yep. So right. I think the way the teams that can win it are 
the Whalers, the North, uh, the Nordiques, the North Stars, the, the Seals. Seals, and the Maroons. Because I do think I will agree with Piercy and say Sugar is. I'm not saying he's like as he's in the conversation. And I think he's there's a notch there, but I think he's a good enough player where it gives the Maroons a chance. And uh, Duffel Bag Boy Twelve, I'd like to thank you for your uh, Twitch Prime subscription. Oh, okay, but Who's uh, Duffel Boy Twelve, I don't know. Uh, one of our new guys, I guess. We we love him. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, also, would like to hear some. If you want to send me some posts, I accidentally I set up a uh, profile to stream to YouTube instead of Twitch. There's some people who really like that instead of Twitch. They thought it was a better idea. Okay. Let me know in case we do some more podcasts in the future of where you'd like to see that. If when I, I think we need to uh remind people get the now if the podcast will at least be semi right maybe when we get some preseason games going. Oh yeah, for um, sure. But remind people to get the whoop line. I mean the, the whoop the whoop voicemails are the whoop line voicemails are legendary when mm-hmm. you go to the you go to Grandma Geo, you go to the Hulks, the Billy Baloney, you know, I think the, the whoop line. Oh, that might, that might be J. Cole uh, seeing some uh, some <laughs> stupid Texan that uh, <laughs> yelled out. That could be. Love um, the Texan boy. And, and on that, in that regard, so I, I don't know exactly when the spring summer season ends, but like, let's if there's any ice available, we I we have the ice contracted through August. So as soon as that spring season ends, we will resume you know preseason games. Awesome. Try to get every team at least one game and maybe two. Um, and then I've been known to if like if there's some re- cheap random ice, like maybe I'll buy that and try to get a couple scrimmages. But I think everyone once the draft's done, uh, I think everyone wants to kind of chomping at the bit to get some preseason it's action. It's a little weird to do it. Well, we're still playing spring, but yeah, yeah, I'm saying in that kind of second half of August. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait to see the jerseys too. Mm-hmm. Oh, still waiting yeah. on the mockups. Still waiting on the mockups. So far, everybody who saw the Maroons jerseys have Looks been fans sweet. of as of yeah, right now. They look so, pretty sweet. Uh, hopefully, what color did you end up going with? We're blue, baby. Oh, cool. Blue with a little more like a dark of, blue. Like oh, little you said like the avalanche, avalanche blue. We're, yeah, 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 we're okay. almost like, we're an avalanche kind of uh, concept. I right think now. that's awesome. Man. It looks going to look really good. good. It looks pretty good. I like our concept. The but... the funny thing, whatever. We're an hour and forty some minutes in. Turn off the podcast if you don't fucking like it. But uh, <laughs> there's a point of like in the ivory tower where we wanted to go white originally. We wanted to do like a Harvard kind of type thing and yeah. the seals were like yeah we want to go white so we're like okay and doug was like okay maybe we'll do maroon maybe we'll do teal then we're like avalanche and then i found this like concept of like some fan concept we're like yeah this will this will fucking work mm-hmm. we're like this is what we're doing then fucking todd out of nowhere was like we kind of want to go blue slash teal we're just like <laughs> Go fuck yourself because <laughs> we wanted to go white and you were you claimed white and we let you have it. So uh so are the no. seals the seals are going white in the concept, I, presumably. I don't fucking know. I hope so. I don't care. But all I know it's was a like, that they haven't gone with that teal color yet. Yeah. All I know was it was essentially was like the deeks are not going blue, like a right. baby blue not type of thing. I tried to do the teal one time and it wasn't in like the dangle sauce 
blend of colors or oh something. yeah maybe. it was Possibly. like but it was like the deeks are going red right now we found this like really cool mock-up that we could use for the the maroons that are like a blue color yeah i and think the, like, dunk sent it to me i think it looks really cool and the seal the seals were like we're going white so we're like okay we'll do it and, we're, and then all of a sudden they were like trying to be like we're gonna go blue slash teal we're like no the funny thing is i th- i don't know if someone like we went yellow not because I was itching to go yellow, but to try to like do everyone a favor. And then I think green wound up being available. I don't know if anyone's using green or if the I thought the whalers and are they gonna do green? Yeah. yeah, we'll see how it all works out. But That's I it. like our concept. I just don't I don't love the the yellow, but we'll see how as it long works. as it's not highlighter, you're good. Yeah, we'll see. Well I mean it's just we haven't even seen the first kind of mock ups yet. So we can tweak them and go from there. Awesome. Looking forward to it though. And then maybe Maybe this will be the first year in MNL history we have the jerseys. Yeah, on, don't get on too week excited. One. That's why it's like, man, I'm like the whole point of racing to have this the draft, draft which I which I think is backwards. Like it, it is what it is. It went off, and hopefully we don't have anything. But it's like I've always felt this, you know, to rush the draft just mm-hmm. for jerseys is, makes no sense to me. But right, but you don't want to play half the season without a jersey. Yeah, so we'll that's like here's one of our future concepts right here. Yeah. Okay, kind of like a there, uh, Washington Redskin type vibe. Yeah, uh, Washington Football Club. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Washington Football Club. My apologies. Flip, flip the eagle to the M. Like yeah. we got there's like some cool six, or, there's six a, or seven like maroons. Like anything has a maroon or an M. Like we could do that in the future. Like yeah. let's go. The internet is good for. Yeah, there's some cool concepts out there that people come up with that you can kind of steal. Oh, definitely. But uh, or did you just did you show that to us or is that on the or is that on the? This switch? should be share or oh shit I didn't nope. That should not be shared as of right now. Let me do that real quick in case you're watching. And this isn't even your concept. Put the one up there. You should put the concept that you're actually going to We'll do, do a quick share of uh, future possible jerseys. And then. Uh... There it is. I think that's going to look really good. I yeah. believe that's what we're going for this year as well. Okay. Yeah. If, it comes, so good. if it comes out close to that. I like. I've always been a fan of that kind of the. That's not exactly like it, but the. The flyers with like the you know the the orange and then the white the mm. white uh, nameplate. I've always kind of I've always been a fan of that. I think yeah. that looks kind of cool. So yeah, we'll see. The North Stars are going with a um, and I know everyone hates this, but we like it. But so you do you know the old school L.A. Kings like the purple with the crown? It's like kind of <laughs> yes. the Jimmy Carson era. And then we're gonna we're that's our concept with our version of the crown. You know the kings okay. of the north. Kings crown. of the huh? lovely. So that, that's funny because I think that sh- and I think if it I think that should look pretty sweet, yeah. but we'll see. Because when when Joey was supposed to be and Doug were supposed to be together, and they picked the Maroons before that, I was like, if I was a team, I kind of want to be the Kings. Like even though it's not like aches, yeah, you know, whatever exhausted team. And I was like, you could be like the Laker colors and all of that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm looking for I didn't I'm looking I like the old school North Stars N is awesome. But even when you've done it three years in a row, it's like and you have it in every color. It's like I know some people didn't like our jerseys last year and but it's like I don't need to have the same jersey five you know, it's tough. I kinda felt like fit. last year you guys should have used like a a military type green. Yeah. Because oh, of that'd like be so cool. Because you had the kind yeah. of the military I, Yeah, I agree. That would have been pretty. That would have been sweet right there. Yeah, but, that would uh, look really cool because we were definitely going with kind of the military theme. So mm-hmm. yeah, a little darker instead of the Kelly green, a little darker green. But just oh, to wow. kind of start wrapping stuff up, 
Uh, looks like we're, I'm assuming we're looking for the season to start uh, the Monday after Labor Day. That's all. That's that's the historical start date every year, Monday after Labor Day. Yep. I don't know. And I, I actually, I didn't like it at first, but then I liked it as the season went on. Since the Maroons are the new team, having the bye the first week, it kind of, like at first it was like, oh, we're not playing the first week. But then it was always like, we're always a game behind. We're looking yeah. at those standings. Yeah, it's it's nice like they have that little in the back pocket. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, there's three teams that are already like tied with us, but we one game behind. Yeah. I think Panny will just put it in the randomizer. Obviously, the it'll be the the history is that the you get the keg matchup in week one. So it will be Tigers versus Seals and then how they do everything else. I don't know. You know, I'm sure if a team wants to volunteer for the bye, um, I'm sure Panny would happily give it to you. Yeah, like I said, I don't think I could handle getting that first week by it. Right. I'd be chomp, foaming at the mouth, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I I didn't personally like it kind of sucked like the first week. But after that, it was like the rest of the time I, it was like, that's great. It, it's all going to work out in the wash. Yeah. You know? And I I do like you don't want to be that last strap. The, yeah, the last yeah. bye week because you're yeah, like that's sitting what you there. Guys were. It's oh, like, you're sitting I, there hoping you're hoping a couple teams lose. Yeah. You're like watching the I schedule. Agree, I agree. Having that game in hand is a nice little thing mentally, for sure. Right. But, so, I agree with you. Yeah, if we look at the spring schedules, the late the finals go till 8-9, so if, that means... If, if, uh, does he have three, is it two out of three? Or is it just one? Oh, it looks like it's just looks one. looks like it's gun. one out of one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so 8-9, so that would give us the... Uh, well, I can't do math there. 16, 23, and 30. So we'd have three, three weeks, three weeks of preseason, which, and we, it's only, and we have it for nine and 10. So that's four games a night, you know? So I think every team would get two games in. Yeah. Can't so, yeah. So hope, hopefully we'll have two preseason games for every team kind of coming up to the year. I'm really doubtful we'll get our jerseys on time, but, you know, we're ahead of the game. We haven't actually seen like final mock ups on that, but. I think, I think in, on our side we've done the best we can. Yeah, the early, usually we have the the earliest we've had the draft before is kind of like July thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, and then they muck around for mm-hmm. a week, and then you get the order in like the twentieth. Like if we could actually get, if we could get the order submitted next week sometime, right? We might have a chance. But yeah, I, I I don't know how that maybe. goes. Um, I assume they want to send us some final like mockups like. Are you good with how these that, look? That's what I'm getting at. So it's like if we could get the mock-ups by early next week, tweak them, and then get the order finalized by the end of the week, I think we have a chance, you know, in a non-COVID world. I mm-hmm. will say that Rebirth, you know, we didn't get the order in any earlier than we ha- did with Dangle Sauce, and it was COVID, and what did we have them like the second week? Yeah. So whereas no Dang- drama, too. Exactly. Whereas Dangle Sauce was always the second, third, fourth, fifth week, and that was a pre-COVID world. So... So rebirth in a non-COVID world, we might have a chance. It could happen. First and time and Daigle sauce. Part of their problem was is not letting us know. Like communication is a key. It's like, oh, oh it's going to be due on this date. It's like, they oh, that's horrible. week three. Like <laughs> they were horrible. We we and get then I it. always felt the socks were just a throw-in. Like here's your jersey, and then we'll throw you a fucking twelve different pairs of socks, different different like different sizes. Yeah. Not even different sizes. That's okay, but like some of them look different than the other ones. Like there's no the socks were, or it's like we got you. The, they were right, they're always behind, so it's like we'll get the jerseys in. Then the socks come in another like three weeks later. Right. You know? But oh well. So Time to go we might we might have yeah. covered this, but uh, if you had a cake winner, 
Who's this going to be? We did the keg finals. We just did the finals. Well, Theeks are winning. So yeah. Yeah, we can't vote. I mean, I guess if you if everybody's going to pick their own team. If you're yeah. choosing me to pick someone a non North Stars team, then I would go. I'd probably go Seals. Seals are North Stars. Who did the Seals have this year with Shawnee? Serta and Rattler. Mm-hmm. This year they have Pete. I don't think the Seals have enough this year. So if it's not the North Stars, then I am going to go. Yeah, I'll go Whalers as well. Um, but I don't know. For reference, maybe Deeks. I'm not gonna <laughs> modify. <laughs> I'm not gonna modify the audio to get it uh, uploaded to the podcast feed till tomorrow morning slash the YouTube video. So you people have to wait. But uh, I don't know how the podcast will go this year. I know we have people like Dylan and Fister who cl- and. Troy, who claim they're going to be doing, you know, oh, we have the stuff I, ready to go. I did. I can see the, the, I, that was always, they, P and Dylan wanted to do it. They, they have the time. I simply don't have the time to do it every week. It's just not an option. I just like showing up and talking about hockey. On I love, yeah. trust me, if I was a single guy, I would happily do it. But it just, in my, my life of four children, I just can't <laughs> do it every week. I do have. Access. Do you work too? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do have access to that that studio, which which was which was very was nice. It was better than nothing. Um, but I guess with you, Piercy, it's like if uh, you know, would you want people in? You know, if you're watching your TV, relaxing on the couch, and have other people use your equipment, I don't know. You tell us. It's not that. It's uh, it's probably more of the time. Yeah. I like doing the podcast. I have fun doing it. The nine o'clock time is probably tough. It's also tough to rank. You prefer it at earlier, like an eight. You know, if it's like a Tuesday, Thursday, yeah. If it's like a weekend thing, I don't care. Yeah, but the weekend thing is not as fun to do, obviously. Yeah. And it's also I like doing it. I think it's good for the league, but it's also I like doing it right after too. You got to do it on two. You got to do it Tuesdays. Yeah. Everything's fresh. Yeah, if it's like and you a, can do, and you could do eight o'clock. I mean, I if think it's like a seven a.m. thing, like the nine was for me because I got kids and I got to put them to bed. But it's like if you're with a with your like Dylan doesn't doesn't fucking matter. Well, well, here here here's the thing, and I don't know. There'll probably be very little people listening to this point of the podcast, but it's like people like Piercy want you to do the podcast, blah blah blah. But it also comes down to the point of like. Hey, let's do another podcast. Troy volunteered. Cone was a late volunteer. Oh, and it's like all of a sudden it's like, okay, I have to hunt for all these people to do the podcast. Blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. And it becomes because of trouble, and it's part of the reason why. If you look at like the YouTube video, I just have three video feeds or four if we had four, and I'm not doing the whole stats thing and the standings things and like the bottom line thing. Because it's a pain in the ass and I have to work and I have to do all this other bullshit as well. So like if we come down to like an earlier time, eight o'clock and we got to get this. People actually have to use the sign up le- list. And when you fucking commit, you got to you can't commit and then bail two hours before. Don't commit. on. Don't commit too early. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I came because I'm not going to lie. I was dozing off on the couch. Yeah. Stayed up last night. You know, we had the 
you know, I was still, I camped all weekend, and then you know, yeah. we had the draft on Tuesday, and I stayed up for the for the Stanley Cup game last night, yeah. and I'm like, I was I was dozing off, and I was like, fuck, I don't want to get made fun of for bailing. So. Yeah, and it's also one of those things where hopefully, you know, you hear Chad, he now lives in Royal Oak. Oh, he does. Yeah, I think Chad's a good podcast kind of guy. He's great. A lot of these good guys thoughts. Are great. Good. He's good at you know, bringing out his thoughts. You've heard Charles before. He's good on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Annie's great. I'm surprised Annie doesn't do it more. Me often. too. I mean, I mean, he does a lot. He I mean, does I, a lot I, of I other stuff it. too. I, I, I'm not, I don't mean that as like, uh, you don't do enough, but he's good at it. And it seems like it'd be something that he enjoys. You when know? you're, when you're just a co-host, life is good. You just kind of show up and talk about stuff. For a little yeah. bit, but. Head is moving, you know, head is moving well, back. Yeah. You, you get those guys where if my life becomes easier, I can do it more. Yeah. And you know, I'm not gonna post this but tonight. I, I'm gonna post it tomorrow morning. Yeah, don't kill yourself. But I do think as a standing, I think Tuesday at eight o'clock, I agree with Cone. Like if it one by the time we get if you don't do it on Tuesday, then you know, by Friday or Saturday yeah. you've already forgotten. Yeah. You know, so I think But Tuesday, I think sometimes those some of those are the are the best podcasts because the emotions are still if it was a big game or whatever, yeah. the emotions are still there. Yeah. You're Tuesday's obviously the best day to do Tuesday it. Tuesday at yeah. eight. All right. But it's also like, yeah, like you said, eight, seven, something like that, where it's like record it, get it done by 10. Right. You know, Tuesdays. Chris is getting older. He has to go to bed. Worst case scenario, like the podcast feed on iTunes and all that, like, and on YouTube, like, oh, it gets posted like the next day at night. Yeah. Like you can deal with that if you don't listen to it live. Yeah. Nobody cares. I mean, it's awesome that you get it cranked out, but it's not the end of the yeah. world. Don't it's, kill yourself, buddy. The people, if you if you care about it that much, then watch it live. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna watch it on the way in, you know, you can watch it on Wednesday or yep. Thursday. So, but yeah, right. but at the but the end of the day, if you want to be involved and you want to come in and do it, like if I have people that are easy to do it, especially if I have people who are like, here's what our format should be, like that kind of stuff takes, and that's part of the reason where. If, you, if you're watching on YouTube or you're watching it live, I got rid of the whole standings, assist, like goal leaders, all that kind of stuff. The bottom line stuff like that takes me think, like an, I don't think a couple people really out. care anyway. Yeah, it it's, takes me it's a couple, very but, slick and it looks cool. But it, if, it, it looks, if, it, but if it's taking that much time, it looks cool, it. but it took me a couple hours to do. And it's like, I don't have time for that. No worries, man. We know you're a big shot over there. General Motors now. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like if we want to do this, like. I like it. I have fun doing it. I didn't spend blah, blah, blah on these fucking microphones and all that. Whatever. I don't care, but, you know, let's have fun doing it. People come in. People volunteer to come in it. You know, Guma, Dave P, whatever. Come in. Let's do it. Let's post it. We're good to go. Yep. But don't sit. Don't bail. Do it. Sign up. Check your schedule before you commit and then live up to your commitment. Speaking of boys, bailing. I think I'm out. Me too. It's bedtime. Yeah. Bedtime. A- anything else to wrap up the day? Go no. Deeks. Play Kesha. Let's go, boys. Yeah. Don't be a fun year. <laughs> Do you I still hate? Ba- I feel bad. I feel bad. Uh, do you still hate me, Troy? Don't hate. Never hated Pierce. <laughs> um, I do feel bad. Like, I, I don't want to pick against the Americans, you know? I like, know. I feel bad. So maybe it'll shock the world. Prove me wrong. Go America. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. You did